Welcome, 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 everybody, to another edition of the C3 Friday Free For All. I am your host, Cody Lashley, back from FanFest. Had an absolutely incredible time. So much to talk about, man. Position battles. We have a preseason game coming up tomorrow. Uh, Matt Rule uh, had hecklers. At the Fan Fest, man, DJ Moore is breaking up fights. Man, there is so much always going on in Panther Nation. And as always, this is the show for the fans, by the fans. If you would like to join the action, you can join via StreamYard. I posted the link in the chat box. It's also in the description of the YouTube and the Facebook video. Boys, ain't nothing to it. But to do it, let's roll. You know these guys that I got on the show right now. You know them and love them. It's Nick Montero. Nick, what's up, brother? Cody, my brother from another mother. You know, I look forward to Fridays all week long, man. Not only because, you know, hey, no more work for the rest of the weekend, at least for normal people. Not people who own their own business and don't make great life choices. But, you know, but dude, I get to hop on here with you. With uh, Panther Pickle, with our little man over here, and we yep, get to yep. talk about the Carolina Panthers and how DJ Moore is breaking up fights. The dude won't—he won't fight guys like Steve Smith will, but he'll break up those fights. So, <laughs> yeah, he will definitely break up some fights, man. Dude, DJ Moore is a lot bigger in person than you think he is. You—you you might yeah. think that he's yeah. a smaller guy, but no, nah, he's—he's small, man. He's—he's he's a big, strong dude. Uh, but we're definitely going to get into it. Uh, next, we got my man Panther Pickle, Kenneth, C3 representing wherever he goes. What's up with you, brother? What's up? Uh, Panther Nation, are you ready to rock? Or just- yeah, let's go. Uh, one thing about DJ Moore getting up there, I saw an outside video where he actually pulled himself up on top of that stand. Y'all know this fat Panther fan couldn't have done that. Not to save his life. Not now, now, if I had a stick up there, I might have chewed myself up top, but I couldn't have pulled my fat buddy up. Uh-uh. But I like to see Derek Brown do that. I bet you he could do it. Yeah, I bet yeah, you Derek Brown could pull himself up there. But I'd hate to be the fella underneath him if he failed, you know. I'd be dangerous. Yeah, but, man. Uh, yeah. Dude, look, there, there, there's so many cool things to talk yep. about relating to Fan Fest, training camp. So many different things. Yeah. Let me continue I, to add to the to add to the panel here. This man is the present and the future of the Panthers fan base. You know him and love him. It's our boy Connor. Connor, what's up with you, brother? What's up, guys? Uh, I just got like a few minutes, so I just want to tell you guys I will be joining the show later. But I'm about I got like five minutes in here, maybe right now. Okay. Well, why, well, why don't you give us something uh, real quick? What do you think of training camp thus far? Where do you make the quarterback battle? And then we'll drop you off and we'll let you come back on later. Well, P.J. Walker needs to be cut. Sam Darnold needs to be traded. Uh, Matt Crown needs to be the second-string quarterback. And Baker Mayfield needs to start. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. <laughs> That's it. Show's <laughs> over. Good night. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. That's it. Nothing, nothing else needs to be said and done. Not kind of, you're definitely right, man. We're, uh, you know, we want to see more Matt Corral, uh, and we want to see more Baker Mayfield getting snaps with the ones. I can't wait. Guy... I can't wait to see uh, Matt play tomorrow night. That's gonna be fun. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really pumped about that. That's going to be what, what, uh, what we talk about tonight here, too. But, yeah, Connor, uh, since you're going to have to leave soon, uh, uh, we'll jump off right now. But when you come back on later, I'll bring you back in here. All right, sounds good. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, Noah, I see you in the background. Give me a thumbs up. Let me see some kind of visual confirmation that uh, it's safe to put you up on screen, bro. But uh, I definitely recognize you from the chat, though. But um, let's jump into this, boys. Um, oh, kind of chaos going on. So let's jump in and talk about training camp thus far. What did you guys make of, you know, this quarterback competition? Um, you know, are we hurting the team by continuing to uh, split reps between Sam Darnold and, uh, you know, between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield with the ones? Um, I, I think we are. Um, I, I guess I, I try to understand what Matt Rule's doing, but at the same time, you can't help but you can't help but feel that you're hurting yourself. You know who's going to win it. You, you know who who majority of the pe- people, and I'm, I'm going to include some of the coaches, want. So just do it and be done with it. I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, it's – at this point, you should you need to know what's going on. Okay? We went through the entire last season not knowing what we were doing with the O-line. We had what? 23 different combinations or something along those lines, you know, depending on who you talk to, they're going to tell you a different number, but anything over like five is basically insane at this point. Okay. Now I get it. That's the O line. You're dealing with five different players, you know, spread out along with every single you know person behind them, but this is the quarterback. Okay. The team has already come out and said, Matt Corral isn't starting this year, which fine, whatever. I get it. P.J. Walker, we all kind of know that he's either going to be cut or he is going to be the second string. We feel like Matt Corral is probably going to sit out the rest of the year, might come come out and mop up duties or something along those lines. But in general, it's probably going to be P.J. Okay, Whatever, that's fine. Yep. Make a decision between the two. Okay, You are running out of time. You are trying to figure out what you have in Matt Corral because you aren't going to play him during the regular season. You want to give him time in the preseason. So figure this out so that way we can move on with our lives and talk about different positions on the team. Yeah. Like that, that's that's what this team needs to do. Yeah, and the fact that we're, you know, that we're still figuring out this offensive line at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's definitely – I wish that we would have a better set lineup right now. Uh, I recognize this guy from the chat. This is his first time on the Friday Free For All. Noah, how are you, man? Okay, just trying to get my technology working here. I'm good tonight. How are you guys? No, you're, you're good. How are you, man? Uh, actually sitting here on the chat and watching the clowns do their preseason show. On the TV screen over here. <laughs> Here's yep. that the uh, the Falcons, right? I just saw something. Uh, oh no, this is the Cleveland Clinton. Clowns. Oh, the Cleveland oh, Clowns. Yeah, I'm watching the Falcons Lions game. Oh, is that on right now? Yeah. I yeah, they started that one at like six. So. All right, so um, 
let, let, let's start with this. Um, and by the way, everybody, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. We're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers before the start of the season. It is within grasp. You can help us do that if you hit that like, hit that subscribe. Um, so let, let's, uh, let's talk about this first. Um, DJ Moore at FanFest was uh, the, uh, the man of the people in the fact that my man was really out here breaking up fights. Uh, uh, this is a literal fight happening between fans. These two dudes are going at it. Arguing about who knows what. DJ Moore jumps in and is like, yo, bro, there's families all around here. What are you even doing, man? Uh, I mean, one, it makes you question these fans in the first place. What was so upsetting in the first place that you had to be fighting during fan fest? I mean, come on. But then the DJ Moore to have the wherewithal to be able to jump up and be like, yo, dude, maybe relax a little bit. Come on. Like, uh, what, what did you guys make of this from uh, from DJ Moore? I'll let you guys go first. Uh, I tell you what, this, this uh, I've always liked DJ, but this this not only proves that he can be a leader on the field, he can be a leader off the field. He then will take his leadership into the fans and tell you to act like an adult when you hear and chill. Because there ain't no yeah. sense in fighting. And and it, there's another view. Um, I will post that view in the chat just real quick. But it's actually, yeah, yeah. It, it's a YouTube page, but it actually shows from the field leverage. And if you if you if you watch that leverage, you'll send see... it to me on the Twitter DM and I'll pull it up. Alright, I got you. Yep. Um but yeah and listen this does show leadership too. You know it's like as cliche as it might be, you know. Uh it, um, the, the fact that that he was you know had the wherewithal to be able to do that that was really cool of him. Uh and, and you know again it shows that that leadership, I think we all know him like. Uh, let me welcome my man, Dexter, from across the pond. Dexter, we love it when you join the show. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm good, boys. How are you? It's good to see you again. Wonderful. Yeah, good to see you, man. How you been? Yeah, yeah, good. Do you have a good time at FanFest? Oh, dude, it was incredible, man. It was really incredible. We yeah, had a really great time. Oh, man, it was, it, it was so fun. Uh, there was, you know, the, the fireworks show was incredible. I'll play a clip of that um, here in a minute, actually. But, um, yeah, uh, any, any more thoughts on, on uh, DJ Moore? And I'll, I'll uh, continue to pull. I, I see the clip that you sent me, Pickle. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. So here's my thing, okay? And this goes for just about everything in life, guy, guys, okay? We are all fans of the same team. At the end of the day, we all want to see this team bring home a Super Bowl. Okay? Why are we going to go out there and fight with each other? Okay? Whenever the enemies are the teams that we're going to be playing. Okay? So, let's quit fighting with each other. And let's focus on the task that we have to deal with. Now, y'all see my fat ass getting up there? I don't. Watch them little I don't either. Corner <laughs> Watch them little kids in the corner screaming, crying, upset over the whole situation. That's a bad way to put your children involved into. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And it's like, you know, they, exactly. they, got, they're, they're... DJ, they got DJ Moore, you know, uh, sitting right in front of them, and he's busy breaking up fights instead of, right. you know, signing autographs like he should, right. you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, huh? Let me, um, I'm multitasking like 50 different things here. Noah, uh, did you want to get in on this conversation, but you're making DJ more? And really, there's not a whole lot to be said about it. Uh, but um, yeah, just, I mean, give us your thoughts on, uh, we'll, we'll do this. Give us your thoughts on training camp in general. Like, fa- it can be about fan fest, what, what have you, whatever. Well, uh, since I'm stuck up here in Ohio, uh, yeah. obviously I wasn't at Fan Fest, but I did see a lot of the highlights and the different podcasts. Uh, as like you've probably already, you know, read, uh, I I had followed the the Cleveland football team for a long, right. long time, but uh, this last few months, the uh, the Jimmy Haslam clown show. I, I kicked him to the curb. Uh, I just can't put up with this goofy owner anymore. He's he's literally yeah. driven this team into the ground. It's got nothing to do with Watson. I mean, that's between the labor union for the players and, and the NFL. I, yep. you know, I, I don't get involved with that. But ha- since Haslam has gotten this team, it's been nothing but a train wreck. So... I, I'm kind of it's refreshing to to get uh-huh. to hang with you guys and and to look at uh, what's because I've watched Carolina for a while, um, <laughs> but I guarantee you that any of the Cleveland people that are migrating to Carolina, uh, they much prefer two seasons oh. of of five and twenty or ten and twenty three. Instead of the Hugh Jackson years of one and thirty-one, trust yeah. me, this is better. Uh, I feel bad for for Rule with the uh, with the fire of Matt Channing, but yeah, that's yeah. you, you got to expect that. Fans are frustrated. Yeah, and, and no, I, I definitely I've been noticing you in the chat room. I, I appreciate you, man. You're one of our uh, one of our newer fans, a, a convert since. Uh, since Baker Mayfield came. We're definitely happy to have you, man. Uh, real quick, let me welcome my guy, Dan Floyd. Dan, what's going Thank on, you. man? First time on the show, right? Hey, you there, Dan? Yo, I'm on the screen, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm here. Can you what's see up, me? What's up, brother? How you doing? Yeah, what's going on, what's man? What's up, How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing Hey, good, man, doing great good. to be on. First time on with the podcast. Been here, been following for a year. I'm repping. I'm repping my number one uh, coach's top here, Steve Snow, uh, Phil Snow. Nice, nice. And I'm I just like great. That, I'm just great. Great to be a part of this community because what's kept me a Panther fan? I only started last year, and the only thing that's kept me going and kept me as a Panther is this: is this community built in here, brother. So I'd just like to say thank yeah. you to you, the professor, everybody, and and the whole community in general who come in here because you are the one make you are what make the Carolina Panthers. Man, Dan, that's that's so nice, brother. I thank you so much. Hey, listen, do, doing this C three podcast Dan is incredible. 
Yeah, dude, listen, man. I mean, I love the fact that everyone is coming to be a part of this community. You know, you you get to feel like you're a part of the C3 Panthers podcast, man. That's what this show is truly all about. Dan, we're happy as hell to have you, brother. Uh, Real quick, uh, also... Uh, also, for whoever, yeah, man. Um, so by the way, whoever sorry, has sorry, background no, noise, we have no, you're, you're okay. Whoever has any background noise in the background, uh, just make sure that you're muted while, while you're not talking. Now, real quick, let me introduce my man, JD. JD, what's going on, brother? How you been, man? Yo, what's good? What's good? I've been, been living life, man. And sitting here uh, doing doing a little bit of schoolwork, decided to hop in on the stream, shoot it up with you guys. I like that, man. I like that all day. Uh, so yeah, Jay. Uh, so actually, one. Let me let me go to De- uh, yeah. Let me go to Dexter first. Uh, Dexter, just based on your observations, what what have you thought about training camp? What are your thoughts? Uh, are you like me? Are you upset with the way that Matt Rule? is handling the quarterback competition and the O-line formation, or do you like his competition and the spirit towards forming the football team? So it's kind of difficult over here. Obviously, we don't get the coverage that you guys get. Um, right. But from what I've seen, it's, it, it, like I say, like what, what I've seen is from like Panther accounts on Instagram and whatnot, it's kind of – and, and also, like, what I hear on the podcast. And, like, from what I hear from you, you guys on the podcast, like, he's kind of treating them all like children, making them do laps and things like that. But I also kind of get the discipline. I mean, the, there's a fine line between, you know, you, 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 you've got to nail down on the discipline, but you've also got to treat them like adults. I mean, right. what's the point where these guys who are getting paid millions of pounds or millions of dollars a year are just going to be like, no, we're not putting up with this anymore. Yeah. And, and again, you know, for me, so it's a it, lot about, it's a lot about preparedness, you know, to have our team fully prepared come, uh, you know, come the season opener. I think that that's really important. And the longer time you waste on Sam Darnold pretending like he might be able to, you know, a- actually be a starter for this team. It's just, kind of foolish to me um exactly let me go like you said before yeah, it's ahead. clear that it's clear that baker's gonna be the starter so like let's just act like he's the starter from now and move yeah. from there yeah i 100 percent agree um so I, I had some observations um from fan fest that I, I i put these out on twitter but i really kind of wanted to uh uh, to kind of share my thoughts and see if uh, maybe people uh, maybe people agree with me or not. So I I said this. I, I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen, and I'll just I'll just read everything off the off the screen. Um, so again, this is for me being there in person. Uh, these are my notes, right? I said Brady Christensen looks really really good, and he looks the part, man. His kick set is silky smooth. The big man can move. Like when you see him in person and you see how dynamic and athletic he is, I really have no doubt that he's going to be able to play 
whatever position we decide to put him at. If it's at left tackle, I think he'll be just fine. If it's at guard, I think he'll be just fine there as well. Uh, we're going to talk about CJ Henderson in depth a lot. Cody. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Dan. Cody, can I jump in on this year? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, because uh, since we got Icky, uh, I've 100% been Icky starting left tackle. That's where he's going to play. And I know that you're on the hill for him to start the guard. And I'm yeah. actually, after listening to the Browns fan that's been coming on a couple of times, I'm yeah. actually leaning towards your your thought, your way of thinking, because he says okay. they're weakest down the middle. So if we want to yeah. run the ball straight up the middle, I would like to have Icky at left guard there, mauling people and and giving and giving room because if that if that is that is their weakness and they're stronger on the outside, maybe that what you're saying uh, putting their Brady at left tackle and Icky at guard would be the best thing for the first game against the Browns. Yeah, and yeah, I've been saying this for a long time, Dan. If the Panthers are going to be a run-first football team, bolster that interior of the offensive line. That's what I think we need to do. Uh, but before we go forward, we're honored by a very special guest. You know him. You love him. It's the professor himself back from the Dominican Republic. Let's see if he has a nice tan going. Tony Dunn. What's hey. up, brother man? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? We're doing good. Real quick, I posted nice a link. Go ahead, Pickle. I posted a link in the chat. This is actually a replay of what I watched yesterday's Fan Fest. It's through uh, WFMY. Hmm. Uh, it's actually uh, it's 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 Steve Smith does it. He's on there quite often. He's uh, it, it, I enjoyed it. I just thought anybody who didn't get to see Fan Fest, it's a it's 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 just a replay. It's just a replay uh, of, yeah. of the entire show. Uh, and uh, nice. enjoy it. Yeah, for those out of market, uh, exactly. who, yeah, yep. who uh, who didn't get to watch I... it or see it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Let me let me go back to my man to my man Tony real quick. Tony, how you been, man? What's uh, how how you been living? Uh, man, I've been great. Um, you know, kind of hard to keep up with things when you're out of the country, uh, particularly yeah. when like um, I don't have international service, so it's like Wi-Fi only. Which I had a lot of access to Wi-Fi, but I didn't keep my phone charged very well. So I was monitoring Twitter. Did not get any text messages. Couldn't reply to any text messages from people. So if you messaged me and I was out of touch, um, that was the reason. Uh, I was just like DMing through Twitter and WhatsApp and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, you know, trying to follow. In fact, you know, as I'm coming home, I was traveling yesterday. Uh, for some reason, I thought FanFest was last weekend, too. Like, I was I was like, uh, and when I mean when I said that is, I was like, God, why is nobody talking about this mug? I was traveling last weekend. I thought I would be seeing stuff on the timeline <laughs> on last Saturday. I feel like it used to be on Saturdays a lot, but or uh, Fridays. This was a Thursday. So, um, you know, I, I was a pleasant surprise to start checking the stuff from yesterday. And then um, I guess we're left with some of the questions i don't know i don't know are there more questions are there more answers 
um, you know, what are the top storylines coming out of it that are interesting to me? I tell you one thing is Olivia Culpo was there. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. My, oh, Good God. I'm surprised Christian McCaffrey even wants to play football, bro. And I can tell you he's going to have a groin injury all season. But, uh, well, uh, Tony, I, I do have to tell you, yeah, we, we really getting those sprain injuries. Yeah, right. He was like getting yeah. those injuries, That's man. So, 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 look, man, Tony, you were you were the missing piece yesterday because I, I was able to meet up with Kevin. That's why Kevin's not on here. He had a crazy weekend. Uh, we met up with my man Greg, and we also met up with this guy joining the podcast right now. The voice that makes the most. Co-Dizzle Allen. Co-Dizzle, what's up, brother? What up, ladies and gentlemen? How you what's doing, up, man? buddy? Oh, you know, just out here. Hey, thanks, Nick, for the uh, info on that uh, majig you sent me as well, by the way. Dude, anytime, man. I've been using it the last few years. Works, man. So, highly recommend oh, yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, man, I, uh, I listen, I, 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 we messaged Tony after FanFest. That was a fucking blast, bro. It was so um, fun. So it was fun. so fun. I, I wish that we had the ability to buy more tickets at any given moment. Maybe we can reach out to the Panthers about that and maybe try to do some sort of a C3. Like the the riot seems to have their own section. Yeah, so they're able to buy a group. Like, so I'm wondering if maybe there's an option for us to be able to kind of get something like that done uh, for us. Especially if we're able to say like, "Hey, listen, we're we're gonna pre-purchase thirty of them. Like, let's go ahead and do it. Like, let's get thirty. You're gonna have a, a rowdy section, but we're gonna have everybody within you know five feet of one another by splitting it up between three different rows. I mean, dude, it's it's just it was so much fun. And I tell you what, I'm uploading um, I'm uploading my uh, the video that I took uh, to OneDrive, and I'm hoping it's po- it's, a, it's a really good one. But I tell you what, man, I about I got emotional at the end of it. I don't know how much you guys saw or what, if there was any highlights, but they yeah. did one for Sam Mills for the fireworks show and the laser light show, and they did it to the you know the song. Uh, oh God, what is it? It's, uh, Welcome to the, in Hall, the Hall, of Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. It's the type of song that gets stuck in your head every time you hear it, bro. And like it was just, and at the end of it, like it was just everybody in the stadium was just doing keep pounding and it went on for like a while and it was just i'm sitting there thinking if i'm one of those players down on the field like if you don't have chill bumps thinking like i could be i could be the one of the people that that these people are like chanting things over like i i i i, I don't know man I, if yeah, I'm one admit, of those players, I feel it like made the hair the stand up on the back of your neck didn't bro it, oh my it was God. incredible and by the way so this is like right where y'all were sitting uh, Greg uh, actually took this. Let me make sure that there's no sound so we don't get uh, taken off. But uh, yeah, Greg took this, and this is like right around where y'all were sitting. Yeah, and yeah. man, it was it, it, it was incredible. Oh, that's a man. good turnout. Oh yeah, it was a really good turnout, mm-hmm. man. And the fact that they were calling for rain all day, they were calling for rain, and not a one single mm-hmm. drop fell on the stadium man that was it was absolutely incredible could not have had a better time and we definitely look forward to making this more of a c3 thing every year you know i mean it just fits we're a fan podcast fan fest man it's in our nature i think that is just um it's just awesome 
Dude, you're not lying. Yeah, think, for sure. Uh, Go ahead, Tom. Do you think the narrative about yeah. uh, David Tepper trying to um, margin, minimize the, I guess, relationship between keep pounding, do you think that story's overblown? Do you think that Maybe. that's like, uh, you know, it's just like, oh, we didn't make it the feature of the wall or something this time, and you're trying to get it out of our culture? Or was there a real concerted effort last year to actually make that less of a thing? Because it sure seems right. like they realized that that was that they weren't. There's either a couple options. Either they weren't doing that and people said they were. They were doing it and they realized that it was that's not a good idea. Or third, they really scrambled and did a 180 because Sam Mills hitting the Hall of Fame and then are taking advantage of that. Yeah. Um you know, and I I lean maybe towards the first that I don't think that it was like something like they were trying to get out of the culture, but maybe didn't recognize how powerful it could be if you made it the centerpiece of the culture. Right. Maybe they misjudged that. And you know what is um, that's less on Tepper and more on people advising Matt Rule in the media department, marketing department, understanding what's going yeah. on and keeping their ear to the ground They're like have you not been to a game yeah <laughs> you know I'm saying? Like, yeah. have you yeah, not I... been to fan fest you know like that's what we do like before the game that's what we do yeah. we do and uh at my alma mater for college football it's ecu and we're purple and gold it's purple and gold country and then what we'll get is we'll get the purple and gold chant going right. half the stadium chants purple the other half chance gold it's just like a good fan yeah. exercise particularly when you can't when you're not playing music and you're trying to pump up things and early on uh so yeah. I, do you guys think that they tried to minimize it well so I'll, I'll say I don't, this and, go ahead nick go ahead nick so i don't think they did so how do you get somebody to do something that they either might not necessarily want to do or they don't do enough you take it. You try to take it away from them, and then that makes people want to do that thing that much more. Okay, this team kind of almost lost its purpose whenever we got rid of Ron Rivera. Okay, things kind of got a little wishy-washy when we started going with Matt Rule. We didn't know how things were going to play out. Okay, we weren't doing the keep pounding as much as we had used to do it. So how do you get people to want to do it again? You threaten to take it away. Take it away. So I think yep. that's what it all boils down to is they just wanted to try to give something back, to try to incentivize people to do it by saying that they were going to take it. So I know that. Uh, 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 is that reverse psychology a bit too clever for Tepper? <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that CK can vouch for this. Uh, they they really made keep pounding a part of the program last night. Yeah, they they had uh, yeah I forget who the Tons the white people. guy was, but they <clears throat> they had hype man Lucci out there uh, a number of times. They led the keep pounding chant. Uh, and again this season the Cardinals game is going to be the keep pounding game, and it's going to be where we honor Sam Mills. They're going to actually so, present his bust on the field. Yeah, we're gonna have so, the drum again. Is the drum? Yeah, yeah, but we do the drum we before every drum out again. And some... I kind of yeah, wish we still yeah, doing we the, do drum, the drum yeah? for every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we do the uh, four times for every four. Quarters. 
go ahead, JD. What were you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna say I kind of wish they had made the uh, Saints game the keep pounding game because he was with the Saints before he came over to us and yeah. like us playing against them. It would just been dope for both teams to celebrate a player that had a major impact for both organizations. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, a, a lot of Saints fans. Well, yeah, my brother is a Saints fan, so he'll tell me, "Oh." Sam Mills did more for the Saints than he did the Panthers. I'm like, dude, I don't give a damn. He means more to us than he does y'all. And he's going to retire in Carolina Panthers. So that that's first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think we can all agree the best thing to ever come out of the Saints is Sam Mills. Oh, yeah. If not the only sure. good thing. Maybe Roman. Maybe Roman Harbour. <laughs> yeah, Ro- Roman Harper maybe, uh, but Sam Mills is by far number one. So uh, I, I once I once yes. said nothing but curse words to Roman Harper when he when he hit Steve Smith, but then I remember that I remember that yep. that was a big time brawl. Steve yep. Smith versus the Saints and Roman Harper. Did you see the Smithy thing though when he said? I slowed down on purpose to get you with that stiff arm in that game. When he was at the <laughs> Ravens. Yep. So, you, all right. So, look, this is a. Uh, did you watch the, that interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, this is the question that I got teed up for everyone, and this is a legit question. And I want you to think about it. Is it possible that CJ Henderson might be our number one DB this year? Uh, th- let me pull these pull these comments down. Uh, CJ Henderson has looked an and... absolute dog, but and this isn't just last night at Fan Fest. Uh, this is him picking mm-hmm. off Sam Darnold with a pick six, taking it to the house. But everyone who has had their ear to yep. the ground listening to camp updates, call it man. CJ Henderson has been one of the very breakout players of training camp. So my question is this: Is it possible that CJ Henderson might indeed be our our CB one, especially with the fact that uh, JC Warren hasn't really had the opportunity to really prove himself yet all the way? I, I think well, so. Good. I, I like CJ. I, I do believe that. If Matt Rule had his way, we would have drafted C.J. Henderson instead of Derrick Brown. Uh, but um, all that, none to be said. Uh, I think C.J. Henderson coming here, uh, being traded, was probably the best thing that ever done, went right for his career. Yeah. I think it changed his career for the best. Um, and he's out to prove uh, he's out to prove the NFL that I- his rookie season, people misjudged him. I tell you one thing that annoys me about this. Why is it that CJ Henderson is just given the starting job straight up and you're not going to give it to these other cats? Like, you know what I'm saying? You could say, oh, competition, competition, competition. Like, what did CJ Henderson? I mean, I'm, and I'm happy that he's doing well here in Carolina. Very, I am. And if we can, if, if he gets in a more positive environment, feels appreciated. Uh, kind of develops kind of maybe a little bit more excitement about his career going forward. Um, 
And maybe he had it the whole time. He was just maybe he's just miserable and where he was at, and that's just possible. Yeah. Maybe he's just a quiet dude. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But the idea is this: is like, oh, we're gonna have to manufacture this competition between Sam Darnold and Baker May- Mayfield. We have to manufacture this competition between Aquano and Brady Christensen and make him earn it. We don't just give it to rookies, right? Then we got to manufacture this competition between Michael Jordan and whoever the hell else. And we manufacture, manufacture. But then in this case, it's just like, hey, CJ, we traded for you. We needed you last year. And guess what? You're our dude this year. It just feels like, man, um, I'm happy. I'm happy that this guy is panning out right now. And if we if we can get him to really work out and be an effective player uh, to the level, not even what maybe he was projected to be, but if you just get a really solid, solid starting corner for that for the next three years, that's a big win. I just it just seems like this is some places there's zero competition. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, th- we've been having this conversation for a long time about uh, competition. You know, uh, is it hindering? Is it hurting us? Uh, him continuing with all these battles on the O line and at the quarterback position. Uh, I mean, this is something that you know we've really been talking a lot about. Um, you know, I-, I I don't know. I do think that we have two go- really good problems. And that we have two guys that we're talking about as being our left tackle number one in Christensen and uh, and uh, and Kevin Quanu. And the fact that we have C.J. Henderson now. And listen, I do think he got a little bit of a bad rap. Tony alluded to it. People said that he didn't love football, that he maybe just wasn't into it. I kind of just think the man was in Jacksonville and the Jaguars were a dumpster fire. And he wanted to do everything in his power to get away from that organization. I agree with Panther Pickle. I think it's going to end up being one of the very best things uh, that ended up happening to my man. I wanted to bounce Uh-oh. around here so I make sure I get everybody in on the conversation. I want to go to JD real quick. JD, do you think there is a potential that maybe CJ is the real number one corner and not JC? I, I actually see it as a situation in which we have two two corners capable of closing off the side, like whatever side of the field or whatever portion of the field they're in or on. Because, um, but Henderson, he, he, he was in the uh, top 10 of his draft class. And we go out and get Horn. Obviously, Horn has the foot injury last year. With Henderson and being at the Jags, and I, I'm pretty sure the people listening, you guys, you can attest to it. You you could be doing something you love, but if you're with people or you're in a situation in which is you you just you don't feel good, even something you're passionate about, you 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 won't have the same feeling for it. Yeah. Um, them bringing him over, like it, it blew my mind. It genuinely blew my mind that. None of the Jaguars' coaching staff, like that, that's your, like, that, that was the number eight, number nine pick from that draft. And you guys didn't want to, like, Wilkes was the first coach to say, hey, young man, come with me. I'm going to take you out to dinner. I want to get to, like, being an actual coach, being a mentor. Yep. Yeah. And it's, I mean, even, in, I think I said it last week, even in his interview, he seemed like as he was speaking, I was like, 
he sounds like uh Robbie, like that Florida accent is coming out. I can hear it. And it's like, oh, he, yeah. he definitely seems to be more relaxed, like happier to be here. And if that relates, uh translates to on field production, like I have little doubt in my mind that Horn genuinely is chomping at the bit to get back out on the field and prove that not only was he worth the pick, that he's one of the best corners in the league. And then if you pair him up with the guy in Henderson, and we all know how it, how it goes. If you think yeah. you're the best at something, you especially if it's a homeboy, somebody you're real cool with, or it's like family or somebody that's close to you, and they're like, nah, you ain't the best at that. I'm the best at And they just, like, it, that competition legitimately brings out the best in them. So now you have yeah. two corners that, oh, we're going to put Horn on your, your number one, or we're going to put Henderson on your number one, or we're going to – our our other corner is a shutdown corner too. We're gonna to just go ahead and take away your one and two options at throwing the ball. We're gonna make you one dimensional. Yeah. I tell you one thing: neither of these guys is a number one until they are a number one, right? I mean, that's the end. Of, at the end of the day, is that yeah. like it is all projection? It's all upside. It's all hope until these guys actually go out there and perform. And, and I'm sorry, like you can say that JC Horn's a lock. Well, I mean, well, he's just like, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey seemed like a lock two years ago. Now we're waiting and seeing again. So yep. look, I think it's yep. good. I think like one of the nice things about our defense is we got young defensive talent, right? We're young and fast. So we're not old, but there's some where there's also a lot of question marks. And I, I don't know, did Horn participate? at uh fan fest not a lot not like meaningful not like a meaningful amount no uh, okay I mean, and him, then it, the question is is like then what are we going to look for tomorrow i'm more interested in uh what we're going to see tomorrow rather than what we yes. saw at fan fest yeah and um you know i i just wonder i mean obviously the number one question is this quarterback thing and right now, Sam Darnold has done nothing to pull himself to this, you know, ahead. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's just kind of strange that it's even a competition at this point. It hasn't seemed like that so far. Uh, and then I guess my question is, if we're thinking about that, is what do you guys think the workload is going to be tomorrow for the quarterbacks? Uh, they said that though each of um, each quarterback, uh, as far as, Baker and Sam Baker and Sam will get um eight I forgot now nine uh eight, eight, to, eight to ten. Yeah, eight to ten snaps. It, it roughly roughly they'll be out there for a season or two or for a series or two and that's it. But you know, on the Henderson thing, one thing I think that's helped Henderson elevate himself on the on the depth chart so far is the simple fact of injuries to the other two corners. Because Horn being out with an injury, and uh, what's named Taylor, he was out. He went out the first week of training camp with an injury. So that left Jackson and Henderson as your two most experienced corners out there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, the, hey, real quick, let me welcome my man to the stream. Twan Don. Twan Don. How you doing, brother? What's going on, guys, man? Chilling. How you What's doing? Up, Friday night. Good to see all you guys. Hey man. Um, What's going on? Hey, we, hey, hey, now, that, now, 
Now that we got some new people, some uh, some new people come around, I might I might circle back around a little bit and get everyone's opinion on DJ Moore. But I'm a I'm a I'm gonna stay on 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 subject. Tuan, what you think about CJ Henderson, man? Like I feel like uh, Panthers might have two legitimate number one corners on our team, bro. Um, it's, it's good for us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they quite some more wins. Um. He did. He caught an um, interception from Sam Darnold, so I won't give him too many points for that. But um, <laughs> all right, it's Sam Darnold. But uh, I mean, look, um, J.C. Horn, D. Jack, and him. You know, uh, it's just a matter of, of where they are going to line these guys up at, uh, where they're going to be most effective. And you know, I, I've always said we man, like we have no issues, or we shouldn't have any issues with. Uh, the cornerback position on our team. I mean, we we're very deep in that in that position. So, man, look. yeah, yeah, we're definitely deep at that position. Look good. Uh, I mean, I, I would say our defensive backfield is probably by far the strength of our team, from top to bottom. I mean, from our safeties to our corners, I can't remember a time where we've had a more faster, talented defensive backfield than we do right now. But uh, I want to kind of get back to the specificity of the question. Uh, so I'm going to go to Dexter, and then I want to circle back around to DJ Moore so we can get uh, Tony, CK, and, and Tuan in on this, uh, on what happened. But uh, basically, do you think that there's potential that CJ Henderson is actually the number one corner on our football team? Dexter, we'll go to you. I mean... It, it it almost doesn't matter. I mean, if we've got a competition between JC Horn and CJ Henderson, I'd rather have a competition for who's the best than who's the worst, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But like, you know, if we're having an argument yeah. on who's yeah. better, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, man. I mean it's really it's really it's really something. Um, so hey, look, I, I got I got someone waiting in the background. Uh, Dan, I'm gonna filter some people in, bro. If you're still gonna hang around, I can, I, I'm gonna bring you back in just a few minutes, uh, and, and ask you some more questions. But I'm gonna filter yeah, some yeah. people in so I can get some more people in, brother. Yeah, yeah, crack on. I'll see you soon. soon. Yeah, but, hey, real quick, yeah. where are you from? Australia. Damn, Newcastle, damn, if you have a look. Look. Ah, oh, all right. Newcastle. That's all you're Newcastle showing Newcastle Brown Hill. I got you, man. Shout out. Representing. Representing, yeah. I appreciate you, brother. But, yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring you yeah, back you... on it. Yeah, 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 man. I'll bring you back on in, uh, in just a little bit, brother, for sure. Appreciate you. Uh, but, I mean, what would be the Friday free-for-all? Without this man, you know him and love him. It's the homeboy G baby rocking that 22 Christian McCaffrey. G baby, what it is, big dog? What's good with my motherfucking dogs, man? We out here chilling, bro. What's what's with you, man? Man, just living life, man. It's almost back to school. Fuck. It's about that time. You look like you're ready to go back to school, you know? It looks like you're short enough to fit in, you know? This guy uh, just hey, man, fuck the hey, man, we, got, we got we got the professor and we got we got CK now. Oh yeah, yeah. man, we, we're we're representing out here today, man. C three crew, 
stand strong. You know what I'm saying? I um, see that. Hey, but so I want I want to circle around. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but I wanted to get Tony, Twan, CK. Oh, shit, Twan's in here. Hey, man, what's good, Nick? What's good, what's Mr. Good? Pickle? What's good, JD? Yeah, what's good with my dog, man? We got the whole crew, bro. You know what I'm saying? We uh, we know how to do it on a Friday. But uh, look, man, I wanted to ask y'all about this DJ Morph fight. Um, I'm going to bring up the video that Patrick Pickle sent me because that's a, that's a good angle of it. But what did y'all make of... DJ Moore jumping into a crowd to stop a fight between Panther fans. I'm stand up, stand up guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's good to see what what I loved about it, man. It's good to finally see somebody on the positive end of something, opposed to um, what goes on now in the society that we live in now, where everybody pulls their camera phone out to watch people bash their head. And I like the fact that he was like, look, this is a family night. You guys take that shit somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, I, I'm truly a believer in, in, in people growing up, man. And, you know, not always wanting to see a ton of bullshit. So I'm glad he broke that shit up. He's a stand up guy. He, he probably, he's got his own, he's got a daughter. So he probably recognized his kids up there. And yeah. you guys are doing all of this, you know, on a family night. You know, we got a lot of things that we got to correct with our organization. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, as players, they probably get tired of that shit, too. Oh, yeah. So, um, I agree. Kudos, um, kudos, kudos to DJ Moore for being a man and breaking that up. Yep. Uh, Tony, did you, uh, did, did you see this fight? Yeah, I did. I saw the clip. Uh, first, it looked like it was... Uh, I mean, this stuff happens all the time in the stands. I've been a part of them. I've gotten people, uh, I almost got kicked out of a game un unfairly, I would say, because I accidentally nudged the dude. It, like, in, you're in the old place. Now, this doesn't look like that type of event, but, like, I was cheering, and they were the opposing fans, and they won't cheering. And you're tight, and I bumped into him light, lightly. I even apologized. He's like, one more time, you know, and then – your, you know, things get heated, your masculinity comes out. So I don't want to overly uh, condemn these people for, you know, because I get I've been in these moments. But to me, the cool part about this is, number one, that this dude uh, cares enough about the fans and the fan experience for him to even take interest in this. Right. Right. You know, it's like right. this is something you could turn or walk away. And so that's that's like the number one cool thing is like he seems like such a good dude. Yeah. Um, he yeah. is like Tuan said, growing up. You know, we've watched him grow up uh, mm -hmm. because he was the youngest receiver drafted that year, one of the youngest players drafted that year. He's still like only twenty four, some crazy crap like that. Mm -hmm. um, but we see him maybe coming out of his shell a little bit. Um, he's kind of always been a little bit soft-spoken or some people said introverted. But what I'm most happy, the third comment I have on it, is I feel like we have two people who are stepping forward and becoming our guys, like mm -hmm. our 
our leaders are are the next it's like the next mantle of players from td and olsen and cam and keekly like who were gonna be those dudes yeah. and mm-hmm. i think we're seeing dj moore and brian burns step yeah. solely into that role and mm-hmm. i expect brian burns to be extended at any moment because he's like front these guys are front and center and they are our guys right now they're the ones yep. that we love even more so there's no controversy around them there's no disappointment around them there's no nothing even with Christian McCaffrey it's a prove it year like you said and he should be probably in that conversation already he's kind of i think tried to step back from the limelight maybe he's never been in it in the first place but you know he knows that there's a lot of talk about his injuries and he's busy with uh Oh, you know who we talking about earlier. So, but it's just nice to see this is I think DJ could be like, you know how that conversation has been floating around on Twitter. Somebody's like, oh, I'm going to buy my first Panthers jersey. Who you buy? DJ DJ is a dude you could go ahead and safely Mm -hmm. buy right now. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would also add uh, 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 Jeremy Chen to that list. As well, of people that the Panthers are really depending on for their leadership. CK, I wanted to get you in on this, brother. Um, what he's done now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, got for sure. So, so I'm proud yeah, to see hold, hold, hold on one second. I wanted to go to CK yeah. and get CK's uh, right. take on this DJ Moore thing. Go ahead, CK. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's always encouraging. When I saw it, I was uh, – my first thought, and this is, might be the cynic in me, was that somewhat looks staged. You know, um, you know how they do at some of these stadium events where they'll act like something. But like I was half expecting something crazy to happen with Sir Purr coming out of the back or something like that. But uh, like a a Monday Night Raw bit or something. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, but it it didn't end up being that way. And, and, you know, the more I watch it, the more I realize it just sounds like it looks like it was right in front of like because I see that interview uh, little background they have down there. So I'm I'm wondering if he was just over there for that. But um, I mean, dude just seems to be, uh, you know, uh, a lot more confident. And that's something that I'm, I've been thrilled to see because, you, like you said, I mean, we're coming from somebody who was super quiet, who wasn't one that was super vocal. Like, I would have never told you he was doing that even two years ago, much less last year even, for that matter. Um, and now he's got this contract. Dude seems to be playing a lot more free. Um, he seems to be a lot more energetic and and you know, about the fans. Uh, whereas I don't know that he was ready to invest his energy into our fan base because he wasn't sure if he was going to be here after his rookie year, after his rookie contract. Um, now we know he's here. And so now he's ready to go all in. And I, I love seeing what he's doing there. Yeah. Yeah. Go, we'll go to Twan, then we'll go to Pickle. No, I was just going to say, um, I was just being funny at first. I was just like, you said, uh, DJ Moore, uh, Chen, and Burns. You know, I mean, yeah. everybody knows that, that why Burns is my favorite player on the team. But um, you know, I got autographed jerseys and frames by all three of them. So, you know, uh, I, I feel you when you said you know, like choosing guys of character. You know, what I'm saying to collect things from and um, things like that. And yeah, I mean, they up next. I mean, the big the biggest problem that I was having in the past was just like, who's going to step up and be the leader of this team, bro? Cause for so long after Cam left, we had, we didn't have one because Matt rule tried to make himself the leader as a coach and, a, and for some reason, a player on the field. And it's just, 
You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure what these players respect him as a head coach, but um, they definitely had got love for each other. I know as a football player that my coach was my coach, but I fought hard on the football field for that guy that was right next to me in the trenches with me, going to battle with me on the field. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I, I thought that was great what DJ did, man. You know, that's leadership. And also, who's like, I mean, at Fan Fest, when you're around a bunch of kids, there's a bunch of kids around you, and you're pushing and starting fights. Alcohol. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> I act like an adult, man. But it's like, <laughs> well, even, even still, I, 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 I alcohol will get the best of us adults fired up sometimes. <laughs> alcohol. Like, you almost alcohol, ruined my man. vacation. Like, yeah. like at the end of the day, oh, it's still you. <laughs> that much and, and act like a dumbass around. Hey, Tony, what? The, the, the story, the story <laughs> behind that whole situation is relative to me is silly. A a lady pushed herself through a crowd of kids. One of the kids fell down, and the father jumped on the woman for doing it. When another somebody other guy jumps the other guy for jumping on his wife, and it's just, it's, I'm sure it had a lot to do with. Booze and alcohol and temperament and you know, people just lost take Yeah, man, just like just this did, dumb you know? stuff. Just chill, you know. Yeah, help the kids 100. up. Everybody smiles, say shit happens, and move on. Well, I don't yeah. know if you if you come out to somebody's wife, he's standing up for what most people believe in, right? <laughs> well, I, I understand that yep. I do, but at the same time, if if a lady knocks down my child and I'm in a situation like that, I'm gonna have issues with that too. You know, both well, we have to just uh, you got we got to kind of just get to the uh, and maybe it's people that don't have children that don't understand this as much. But like these events right here, training camp, all of that, they're for the ch- like like the the players don't give a damn about the adults. They are about the kids like the whole time. It's just easier for them. That's what they do. It may. And so, like, if you go to training camp and you're standing in that line trying to get an autograph and there's 32 kids around you, it sucks. It does suck. Them kids are going to get them autographs and you're going to, you know, but it's like, don't just don't be the guy that snatches the foul ball out of the kid's hand in the stands. You know, it's just like you yeah. have to. They, because they know we looking to sell this shit and those kids yeah, are going to tear exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I actually don't sell it, but you're right. Is that people are out there trying to make a ton of money off of that or at least something off of that. Yeah. Um, that's why what you do is you pay kids to get your autographs, dude. That's what I did. That's how mm-hmm. I got my Cam Newton autograph is I bribed my, ch- my son. I told my son when he was six years old, and this was at the 2015 Fan Fest. I told my – and my son doesn't even like football. He don't care about none of this. And he was like six or seven years old, and he really liked Legos at the time. I said, bro, if you get me Cam Newton's autograph today, I will get you that $120 Lego set, (laughs) the one that I won't ever get you. And my man ducked and dove and crawled – up to the front and got Cam Newton my super kid. <laughs> Cam, please. Yeah, my, my, son, my son at that age would have done that for some Legos. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, the so the that, you know these these events are for kids. They are family events and and people that do need like that's what when you're getting into autographs and stuff. But you know, is like alcohol will. But you know, you just don't, you don't let things go. 
And people do. People like the worst part of people comes out in these moments. Like just yep. pure selfishness of like, I need this autograph. And you don't even think about the people around you. And you're just like, if you know, it's kind of almost like a mob mentality where if you could step away for a second and look at yourself, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, you would just be like, wait a second. I did that, you know, and you see all the time people just jockey. It is hot. It's been hot. They're tired. They spent all day bringing their kids out there. Irritable. They just spent a bunch, you know, and it's just like, oh, you stepped on my new shoes. Yeah. Also, good idea. Don't wear new fucking shoes to those. Guys. That would be my other I piece think, of advice. Or else you all going to fight. I think. Like, yeah, JJ. If I had Gentlemen, uh, I'm going to have to leave early. Uh, I appreciate the invite to the site. Uh, I'm really enjoying yeah. my time here with you guys. Uh, this is way better than Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, so, no, we appreciate you. And by the way, if you guys don't know, no one's one of our newer fans. He was a Brown fan. He's been hanging out with the chat room, and he's down with the Carolina fans. So, Heck yeah, dude. Man, we appreciate you, man. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I'm so happy to be here. I feel just like Barry White. No, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thanks for hanging Bros. out with us, Noah. We awesome. see you. Good see stuff, you later, man. man. Shout out to Noah. That uh, was awesome. Cody, you realize we have 120 people watching and only 64 likes. Isn't you get the like button, man. Bro, you know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, basically, we don't get too many opportunities to do this on a Friday, but we have been bestowed uh, with the with the heavenly sounds of the voice who makes them voice. CK, why don't you talk to him, Big Pop? Well, hello there. My name's Colin CK or Cody, if you want to get really confused. I'm coming back from a trip down to Charlotte to spend some time with my buds Greg and Cody Lashney. We went to FanFest, got to enjoy the company of other Panthers fans, which many of us don't get to enjoy outside of the state lines, outside of the city of Charlotte. But we were able to go down there and celebrate as a family, as a unit. And that's what we're doing on these Friday free-for-alls on our Tuesday night show and our upcoming post-game shows. You're joining in because you want to feel a part of that party, a part of that family. A part of the C3 Panthers podcast. But you haven't hit that like button yet? I have one thing to say to all you absolute f***ing freaks. Subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. 115 viewers, 74. Hit that like button, y'all. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell. We're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers before the start of the season. We're almost there. Look, me, CK, and Tony, we know that we got some irons in the fire, y'all. We're doing some big things this year on the C3 Panthers podcast. And trust me, you want to be a part of it, man. So help us kick the ass of the algorithm. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that notification bell. You already know what time it is. Uh, Can I I say something real quick, G? Of course you can, brother. What's up? Hey, uh, 
have you guys seen how Des uh what's what's his name? Desmond Ritter? For the Falcons? Yeah. Yeah. The dude's been playing nice. And hold on, man. I want to talk about another thing. Can we talk about Malik Willis for a little bit? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Talk about (laughs) it. Because this shit pisses me off, bro. These whoever's connected to fucking Cam Newton, we're not gonna fuck with. I've came to that conclusion, man. There is no reason why we can't trade up to eighty-six to fucking draft Malik Willis if we can trade up to ninety. Where did we pick Pee Wee at? 94? This is what I gotta say. If Baker, if Sam, if Pee Wee, if they're not doing that type of shit in the preseason. What I'm seeing from Desmond Ritter and fucking Malik Willis, we have a fucking problem, man. What did Malik Willis do? <laughs> what do you? What do you? What did Malik? Did you not see the highlights? I saw him run one ball in, man, and he. Did got you not see the passes? Over. What are you talking about, G? His O line, his O line didn't even allow him to get any passes off. Bro, he's making plays, and I'm hearing great man. things from fucking Justin Fields in camp. Amazing thing. One play. Bro, if these QBs ain't doing that type of shit in the preseason, we have a fucking problem, man. But G baby, but hold on, but hold on, but wait, G baby. So wait, what you gonna do tomorrow? And not only that, that, we need to trade JC Horn for fucking Roquan fucking Smith. Y'all want to talk about fucking Roquan Smith? Y'all are fucking fools. Hold on, G baby. I had a question, bro. What are you going to do if Matt Corral balls out tomorrow? Hey. Pee-wee, what, you want to know what's crazy? Pee-wee's only going to probably see a quarter. Maybe one. We do this shit so fucking wrong, man. We need to do, I, this is what we should have done. We shouldn't have even drafted a fucking QB, man. I, I would love to see Pee-wee play three fucking quarters, a whole game. But he's not going to because we have to watch these bitch-ass motherfuckers and Sam Donald and fucking Baker fucking Mayfield, man. Well, we don't even need to. We want to see fucking Pee-wee and see what he has to do, but we can't because we got to watch fucking Baker's bum ass and fucking Sam Donald's bum ass. <laughs> We're probably going to see four QBs in the first fucking preseason game. And when it's going to have to be that That's a blood vessel. <laughs> it pisses me off. Uh, hold on, hold on. Blow my top here. Hey, Tony, uh, Tony, cover me for just a minute, man. Ba- ba- bounce it around. This makes no sense. This makes no sense. <laughs> uh, uh, that J.C. Horn take got to go for right now, though. Hey, um, man. No. Yeah. 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 Smith's a fucking pro bowler. We don't even know. You guys are too high on fucking J.C. Horn, man. Yeah, I do Dude, believe we that. We don't even know what J.C. Horn is. You know what? Rokon Smith. Rokon Smith. Roquan Smith is a top five inside linebacker in the NFL right now, and he's young. There's a a lot of dumbasses go to the Pro Bowl because they're popular. Just because you go to the Pro Bowl one year, yeah, Pro Bowl don't really mean too much, bro. It don't mean jack shit. Y'all are crazy, man. We have enough DBs. We have six DBs. We don't need JC Horn. JC Horn has more talent in his big toe than Jadokon Smith got in his whole damn body. Was Roquan right, Smith all pro? Was he all pro? That's what counts. Roquan Smith's stats, numbers are similar to fucking Luke Keekley. What the I fuck know, are you guys talking about, man? Come on, man. Go look at the numbers, man. Tony, go look at the fucking numbers. All right, I'll pull them up. Go pull up the fucking numbers. Calm down, calm down. 
And he's not injury prone. He's always available. You man, y'all are tripping. We have no linebackers. We have six DBs. We don't need JC Horn. We could trade JC Horn for Roquan Smith straight up. Oh, I got one. Chicago has no DBs, man. You know, you know for a fact that it's not just trading him for Roquan straight up. It's I can see that happening. He's, he's no, it's not just about that. That's not right? He's not. He's not requesting a trade because he wants that. Just because he wants to go to another team, he's wanting more money, and they're he not giving money. him more money. So <laughs> you're going to expect him to come over here and have us sign him to a monster deal when we have a a, yeah. a, a potential All Pro cornerback uh, for potentially. Free. For a rookie contract that's barely peanuts compared to that, I don't think Never. that makes much sense. Yeah, here, Never. let's here, hold on, hold on, pause up, pause up first. And we give a shout out to Wade Evans. Thank you for the super chat 999 triple nines. This is that means we're going to win more than nine games, three more games than nine because that's Baker Mayfield's number. Thank you for the support. You can support the C3 Panthers podcast by smashing the like button, subscribing, helping us get to 4,000. Or if you're feeling spicy and generous, like Wade Evans can drop a super chat, a super sticker, or uh, donate via PayPal, like our boy Dave Hino did. Another $20 uh, bomb he dropped while I was in the Dominican, man. We appreciate that. Again, we're reinvested in the podcast. You can see we've been doing a lot of extra content, putting a lot of new graphics, a lot of new intros. And not that, you know, we're just trying to make 2022 our year. Uh, for this podcast, I think we've built a foundation where we're really going to catch our momentum this year. And I think CK does bring up the real point, G-Baby, is this. is Look, is um, and I'm going to temper you. I'm going to try to tone you down a hair here. I'm going to calm you down. A little chi on you. Here's the chi on you. I think, number one, you do have a point that we have coronated J.C. Horn prematurely. Right. Is a lot of Panther fans have acted like this guy is a no-miss talent. A no-miss talent. And if there is a no-miss type of talent, he might be close to that category. His dad being a former pro wide receiver, all pro, pro bowler. I mean, he was a dog, dude. Jay, uh, um, was not, uh, what's his first name? Joe Horn. Joe. Joe Horn. Thank you. Joe Horn. Uh, is was a dog, so he's gr he's grown up in a pro football family. He's been studying the game his entire life. He's been around it. The stars are in alignment with the physical attributes, the pedigree, and all of that for J.C. Horn to be great. But he's not going to be great until he is. And I do believe you're yeah, right that a lot of Panther fans have coordinated him. But on the other hand, I think C.K. is absolutely right. Now we'll give you credit. Is Roquan Smith, Ro uh, Ro uh, Roquan Smith? He does have some nasty down. And numbers. what's his age? He and y'all said he was little. The dude is damn near six two. The same He's height. Six one two thirty. That's damn near the same height as fucking Luke Keekley. Y'all are so he still ain't worth trading. Trading, trading right, Casey Horn and a, several first round picks and losing the superstar we currently have. Yeah. Yep. CK's yep. on the money here. CK's on the money. And that it's G, not baby. just Bobby about him. What'd you ask? G, baby, what have you seen of J.C. Holmes that you don't like? Nothing. He got, he got a broken fucking foot, man. 
and it's still sore. It's still sore, man. And I don't think he's going to play. I don't see JC Horn playing the first month of the NFL. Honestly, I don't even want JC Horn to play the first couple months. If it's going to be this, if it's still going to be sore a month into the season, there's no reason why he should see the field. And that's why I say we have enough DBs. We have Dante. We have CJ. We have Keith Taylor. We have Chris Westry. This ain't got nothing to do with J.C. Horn. This ain't got nothing to do with J.C. Horn. All this is about G-Baby still crying because they didn't draft who he wanted to draft in the draft. That's all this has something to do with. Okay. Here, I want let me finish the one point because I wanted to merge the truth in the middle between what, you know, is that there's like there's three truths, right, or three stories, one truth. But CK's on to a point here is, look, is Roquan, Roquan Smith is, in, is entering the final year of his rookie deal. Yeah. And if you what he wants to do is he wants to do what Jamal Adams ultimately did. And that is force a trade to a team that um, then has invested enough draft assets, maybe future assets or current assets to where they feel obligated to then extend the contract. He ain't getting that right shit out now, of us. Yeah, and that's <laughs> you know what? That's just not smart for the Panthers at this moment. And the reason I say that is because we the, the future of the Panthers organization is so uncertain, right? Is that it could be we could be hitting a stabilizing point with Matt Rule, maybe. Right? You might see Baker come in, you might see Christian McCaffrey bounce back. You might, like it could stabilize but at the same time there's a real chance that it could just fucking fall apart and we're wiping everything clean and the less of those contracts you have on the books the more latitude you're going to have and freedom going forward and so i think that that's the case right there is that that's kind of a win now move and i don't know if we're necessarily Maybe if we were seven games into the season, we were seven, you know, five and two, and our starting linebacker goes down, and we have a nasty defense. Maybe um, trading for him, but not with JC Horn. Too much of a young talent with too much capital invested in him yeah. right now with a first round pick. Uh, did we talk about though? As I brought up Matt Rule. Did we talk about the guy, the, the Matt Rule, fire Matt Rule? No, but yeah. Uh, but fire Matt Rule. And then my man started hitting like can, rhythm towards the end. He was yeah. by himself. We can, totally we can, by we himself. can play it again. Hey, uh, I told, Tony, I told I you in the last show. But hold on one second, Tony. Before I play it, did you read the uh, donation? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, he did. He did. I did. Okay, did. Okay, did. All right. Good deal. So, yeah, this, uh, this is – I'll pull it up. This is Matt Rule. At Fan Fest, being heckled by a loud fan right behind him. Uh, what's the end of the day? Um, his displeasure, you know, between soccer, between uh, <laughs> between football, I mean, like it's been a tremendous to see the atmosphere, to see people coming out. So, you know, uh, I'm happy everyone's here. Even the guy saying fire that rule right now, I'm happy that everyone's out here. Our players worked hard, they just heard everything. So, now, what's the point of Jason? <laughs> I mean, really, he, he, he took it. He took it on the chin like a champ. Like, what else are you going to do in that scenario where you have someone right behind the camera screaming fire Matt Rule? And the guy was hitting rhythm, dude. Like, I felt like if you put a backup band behind him, he would be like a wedding singer. 
I, well, I will say this. I don't think he deserves that, but, like, I get where it's coming from. The of dude course is, he deserves it. Hey, listen. He doesn't deserve to be, like, in, in, <laughs> I, like I said, from that perspective. That's, like, just super disrespectful, you know? I've been I've been saying on my show, I think I said it last week on this show, I said, listen, that's something he's got to hear all year. Right. He must oh, have been prepared for it. That's just, that's just preseason fire mat rules right there. Wait till the regular season starts. When the whole child, the whole crowd is chanting it. But, uh, see, the, the thing is, the thing is, they're going to take the shit out on Matt Rule for some shit that Tepper did. Man, he should have been fired. And so Tepper want to leave him in there. They gonna, they, Carl is going to go out them. What is he going to do, man? The only he thing he can do to stop that shit is to start getting this team to win it. It's just going to make him and Tampa look horrible at the end of the day if if we don't win, which I, I think we're going to win. But if we lose games, Tampa set them up. Because it's just like, listen, you ain't going to go out to Tampa because he ain't going to be visible. So you're going to have to go out to Matt Rule. They're trying to look. They're going to try to make this dude quit. <laughs> That's going to be bottom line. I mean, everybody goes to you don't fire yeah. owners, dude. You fire coaches. Exactly. And I mean, like that Matt Rule is making he made he's gonna make sixty-four million dollars by the end of it. Right. So I'm not gonna sit here and feel sorry, sorry for man. him being I mean, <laughs> look, we get people booing us on this podcast. We get people sex bombing this podcast, and we do it for free, but we do it for nine ninety nine. Actually, we only get sixty percent of that. So we did that for like six dollars. So the point is, is this is like, yeah, is that he is going to hear that until he wins, oh, yeah. and that's fine. And you know what? And if if he doesn't win, it is the wrong move by Tepper. But when you're a billionaire, you get to make mistakes and move on. Exactly. And that rule will be a multi-millionaire no matter what. Um, I just wonder if Matt Rule. I mean, you know, we're gonna wait. We just have to wait and see. He did. He is handling this um in some ways the press pretty well this year it seems like he's taken like you said he took it on the chin he went out there and put his seems more face forward yeah at the same time though um you know people are asking is he handling some of the decisions about the starting lineup correctly or like we said earlier man manufacturing team is definitely going to work you know, so yeah. we'll see. hey Tony, if you and if you and and and, and um and Cody paid me sixty million dollars to come on this show, people could say fuck me all show, <laughs> and I won't give a fuck. <laughs> no doubt. I hey, will uh, not hey, care. <laughs> hey, uh, what? You don't have to pay him sixty million. I'll do it fifty percent cheaper. I'll do it for twenty five million. Yeah, okay. I don't. I do it for a million. <laughs> I'll do it. 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 All right, hey, real quick. Yeah, we got $25. Uh, quick, 25, uh, 25, uh, $25, quick, $25 over here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, but uh, before I go forward, I want to welcome two new I'm people. I'm rich, bitch. Hey, I want to welcome, uh, welcome a few new people to the show. First up, Jay Stubbs. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? What it do, Panther family? Hey, that's that boy. What it do? What's up, big dog? And uh, and then secondly, I'd like to welcome Anthony to the show. Anthony, what's going on, bro? What's up, guys? How's what's it up, going? Anthony? Dude, how's it going, man? Happy to have you on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely. Down here in Spartanburg, been watching the training camp. 
Went out there last nice. week. Oh hell yeah, dude! So you've had a chance to make it down there to down there to Spartanburg and watch some practices. Yeah. Took my kids out there last Friday. You know, it was like about a thousand degrees out there on the hill. Yeah. And I was like, it was like, you know, right there at the end of the practice, man. I was ready to get Baker's, uh, you know, autograph. Had my hat ready right down there at the fence. Then my daughter's like, Daddy, I'm about to fall out. It's uh, like, you know, it's so hot. So I had to take her up to one of those tents. And oh, no. no longer did I take her up to the tent, did Baker walk exactly right where I was at. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, like, hey, hey, I guess that's uh, being a dad for you, huh? Yeah. Got, got to make sure your little one's uh, just stay, pour some water stay, on it. Stay hydrated, <laughs> alive, and kicking butt. Uh, so, look, um, uh, so I, I'm actually going to go to both of you, Jay Subs and Anthony, right now. G Baby brought something up earlier, and I want to go on that because Roquan Smith has been in the news. People have been talking about wanting to trade for Roquan Smith. Panther Pickle laid out a really good explanation of why that might be a bad idea because of what it would cost to get Roquan Smith here. We'll start with Jay Stubbs. Are you interested in entertaining a Roquan Smith trade? Do we need his presence at linebacker that bad that you would be willing to give up a few things to get him and pay him a contract? Well, man, it was, it was a tough question, but uh, if he was down to come here, like, I wouldn't be the first part. I, I would wait like we did with Baker just wait it out. If someone takes him off the market or makes a trade, whatever, yeah, but we need to we need to fill that position because and I love Shaq, but Shaq's not the answer. We all know that, and I think that we need to really invest in his linebacker situation moving forward. And I know he's yeah. on a second contract, but I might give it up a first, you know, next year's first. But you know, if if the market you know cools, then yeah. But I can't give up you know a first or a second for him. Yeah, yeah, and that's but, kind of what a lot of people think too. But let's be real. Our linebacker, uh, you know, situation right now is all basically prospects and Shaq. So yeah, I I, I agree. And also, let's mention he was uh, inside linebacker in a three-four. And a lot, and, you know, as Pickle pointed out, a lot of people think that we are basically a three-four. So maybe it does fit better. I've than, been saying than, that, man. Like I know we lined up four-three, but with our our speed on the outside, we we basically, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hybrid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anthony, what, what, what say you, man? Would you be interested in entertaining a, uh, uh, a Roquan Smith trade? Yeah, look, at the price is right, man. And it's all about talent. It's all about raw talent. Is the folks that you got with your team are those the best people available to put on the field? If we can get this guy and he takes us to that next level at that position, Mm-mm. I'm all about it. Like, it's, it's all – it's all about the best person on the field. And so I don't want to break the bank, like you said. I don't want to give up any more picks. So I'll give it up way too many so I just don't want to give away the bank, man, for – I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just – this is so late. It's so late. And, I mean, he's missed training camp. He's missed OTAs. He's missed all that time. And, you know, getting used to the defense and all that, I don't know if I would – Put him out here right, right. Now. Um, you you can't avoid giving up the bank. Is that's that that's the first thing that he's seeking is the bank. Yep, because yep. right now linebackers 
inside linebackers in the NFL are making on the average at the top of the top, and that's where he he wants to be paid. He won't take nothing less. The top oh. of the top oh. is making twenty plus million a year. You would rather pay fucking Brian Burns a fucking max contract when yep. he doesn't fucking finish plays. He'd rather be fucking Spider Man than give money to a fucking bona fide fucking Pro Bowler. Are you fucking kidding me? But do baby, you, you understand why everyone's hesitant to have to give up, you know, potentially one or two first round picks for Roquan Smith. Like, I don't think it's gonna be Alright, so G Baby, how much do you think it's gonna cost to trade for Roquan? JC Horn and the fuck a couple bro, of minutes. We're not trading JC Horn, bro. That's all I'm yeah, saying. We're not, 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 not trading JC Horn. Alex was pointed out in the chat. You are contradicting yourself. If you say JC Horn is injury prone and he ain't worth keeping mm-hmm. around, explain why so he's not going to want him. Yeah, why would they trade him? I mean, I mean, what, when did we pick J.C. Horn? Pick first round. Pick God. You guys are making J.C. Horn out to be this fucking god. Right, right, so maybe Chicago it. would be dumb enough to fucking... Yeah, but you're making, you're making him out to be a bust, bro. And now, like, baby, why, why, why do you think he would have much trade value if, you, if you're talking down? If you see, the first person you named was J.C. Horn. That means you think he has value. Yeah, yeah, and, and but, but, like, like, we would have simply be given two gonna, first round picks. I'm gonna, pass my, I'm gonna pass the mic to uh Panther Pickle. I just want to say this, you baby. I just think that you need to give JC Horn a chance, man. He's not the only player to start that career injury or you have a have an injury to start that career and then turn it on and light it up, man. Like, he better fucking play this year. He better fucking play this year. All right, but dude, I'm telling you, remember when he when he's shutting shit down this year? Remember, you guys are telling you that it happened. Uh, you better uh, go buy his jersey. We, we saw him. Hold on, everybody stop. I told Panther Pickle he could go next. Last go year, we surrendered a third round pick and a tight end for C.J. Henderson. The year, the year before that, he was a top fifteen pick. Uh. Matt Rule loved him that year, but rumor was Mar- GM Marty Herney wouldn't draft the corner that high. Now, that being said, he came in, J.C. Horn, or excuse me, C.J. Henderson, had injury issues. He was considered a guy who really didn't like football, but we gave up a third-round pick and a tight end, and he had been drafted less than the year before that. So... If that's the case, and J.C. Horn missed all of last year and played, what, three games? And they played none this year. They ain't even showed up for tra- ain't even practice in training camp. Why would the Bears give you up? They're, they're, in your words, the, one of the best linebackers in the NFL when for a broken-down, beat-up, former first-round pick corner who is going to be a bust and ain't worth it when they can, get, when they can give him – to another team and get a lot more value. Yeah, and uh, they, they they have a lot of plans. They would love JC to get JC Horn. though. Hey, let me ask this: every fucking team in the NFL lineup I want to pull everyone. Is there anyone? Obviously, G Baby. I know G Baby wants to trade for Roquan, but is there anyone else that thinks that Roquan Smith 
is enough of a dude that you're willing to, you know, pay whatever it might cost. Cody, go fuck his stats, bro. He's a top three anti linebacker in the league, dog. Y'all are tripping. He also has a 79% chance of getting re-injured this year. I'm going to say no simply because of Brandon Smith, right? So I just looked up uh, Roquan's, like, his his physical – I don't know how to say it. Like, how he's built. He's listed at 230-something, like 230 pounds, 6'1". Brandon Smith is listed at 6'3", 230 pounds. The dude has all the athleticism in the world. It's just a matter of him getting adjusted to the NFL game. So for all exactly, purposes, he hasn't adjusted to the NFL game, bro. He hasn't even played a fucking snap in the NFL, bro. Ro- Roquan Smith's been fucking four or five years deep. He's only what twenty five. Roquan A wants a contract. B doesn't put us over the top. You can bring him yes, in and not demand his talent. We but have no linebackers. We can't stop the fucking run. We couldn't stop the run Damn primarily because the linebackers we had last year weren't crashing the lanes. Go back and look at the film. It's all there. Derrick Brown in the middle taking on two blocks. The holes open up. Jermaine so Damian Wilson is going to do that much better? Damian Wilson is going to do that much better than fucking... I, just, I, I said it last week, man. If you don't watch film, if you don't go back and look at old games and watch film and study the game, then you're just yelling. Yep. And you gotta Littleton, study the game, bro. Littleton you gotta the see what really happened. And Wilson, you go and look at their tape. That is actually where they excel. Run in the run, uh, stopping the run. They actually aren't that good in pass coverage. Littleton's a little bit better in uh, zone coverage, but in the middle, they they excel at crashing lanes. Hole opens up, they get down to it. That's something we didn't have last year. So yeah, hey. Uh- well, no, go ahead, Jay. I know you didn't know. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just want to say um, that yeah, the, uh, the inclusion of the linebackers we brought in and the talent that we have in the secondary, considering that we're going to be able to go man with a lot of teams, like man-on-man uh, with the corners and things, it's going to allow the team to actually just load up the box. So stopping the run to that point, we did it last year. We just weren't consistently able to stop it. Man, we ain't got no linebackers. And fucking Shaq Thompson's fucking hurt. He hasn't even played all fucking training camp, man. Yeah, he he is worrying me though, low, low key. I hope God he's okay. Damn, man. I've been one of those injuries. Yeah. Yeah, but we need him. I mean, our our linebackers are woof. And by the Shaq, way, Shaq I, been I also I also wanted to put out that I don't think anyone is saying that we would not be a better team if we had Roquan Smith. We definitely no, I'm not would. saying that at all. But yeah, yeah, and I think everyone mm-hmm. would say that. But knowing what it would take to get him, man, like, it would I, take I, too I, much. And he don't want to come much. here anyway. And so. on top of that, on top of that, I think some of those positions, man, like left tackle, quarterback. Corner, you know, defensive end. Some of the, the 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 best positions that are super important, especially middle linebacker. I'm a believer that you need to draft those dudes. Yes, I am. Not not them, you know, and get them in free agency. Get them on rookie contracts yeah. and build them up on your team. To me, Whoa. that and I, I honestly believe that that's the way. Scott Federer is building this football team. Well, um, we had a Pro Bowl anyway. linebacker on our team. Exactly. That stopped the run that uh, our pissy ass coach got rid of. Yeah, he, he didn't want no pushback. You know that. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, hold on. Before so, we so G baby, when you think G baby, when you think that we had a Pro Bowl linebacker on our team that our coach, his ego wouldn't allow him to stay on the team, so he sent him to Oakland. Twan, I'm not going to fight you on that one this week, man, because I disagree with you. I said I said my piece on him quite a few times. I don't. Dude, I, I agree with you, Nick. There's, there's other issues besides right. that, man. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man. He's still a Pro Bowl. You don't let him go. Hey, uh, so CK was the it's, one. It's that, like uh, this, man. Can, can, I say, can, can, can I say this one thing? Listen. Listen, guys. You know, I love John to death. I love Pick with all y'all, man. So we don't do none of this. None of this is personal for us. But I'm telling you, man, check this out, yo. In football, it is a certain amount of diva shit in football. You're going to have to deal with the diva shit. Right. The thing is, is the person that you're dealing with, is he good? Is he fucking good? Can he make it happen himself? Then you may have to deal with some of the bullshit if he, if all it does, the dude creates his wins. You cannot get rid of high-level talent because of some itty-bitty bullshit that y'all can't come to an agreement with. Imagine I mean, Twan, if the Giants got rid of Lawrence Taylor, bro. Hey, Twan, listen, bro. Hey, hey listen. This man I mean, got mad the at the team for shit, celebrating. The shit is going to be there, bro. <laughs> he was mad at the yeah. team for celebrating, bro. Think about that. Yeah, he, he did that shit today. You remember last year when Davion Nixon caught two interceptions and took the motherfuckers into the end zone? He wasn't happy about it. He complained about that. He shit. complained about it, bro. <laughs> yeah. So my thing is like, man, like look, every year we got some type of contract. You already know that. Really we're always trying to fucking control the narrative, bro. And Matt, Matt Rule is in the middle of it. Hey, uh, hold on. Nick, did you uh did you finish those uh the stats that you were putting together. If you need a little more time, that's fine. I'll let you. I need like five more minutes, and then okay. I'll be done, do you, do so. do your thing, man. Nick, uh, what what what? Tell us again exactly what you're compiling the re- the preseason records of so, the season. Yeah, so I'm going all the way back to the big top. Okay, and I'm comparing every team's pre uh, preseason record to the regular season record to see how it compares. Right now, it's looking like somewhere right around a quarter of the teams match up with what they did in the preseason as compared to what they they do in the regular season. Really? So I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to go through it right now. I'm working on the last little details. I'm trying to figure out, you know, which teams did that better, sense, that sort of deal. Yeah. I mean, that the Ravens have a loss for them forever, right? It's going to be set in stone until tomorrow. Yeah, Ravens yeah. haven't lost a preseason game since at least 2016. Like, yeah, like 21 yeah. straight or some shit. It, I call it yeah, that, that, that's crazy. Uh, so, keep, all right, keep on, compiling, hold on. keep on compiling those stats. Uh, CK, you got some news, right? Uh, there was a quarterback that uh, that got injured, huh? Yeah, Zach hey, Wilson. Yeah, it I'm going to step away, Cody. I'll be right back. All right, no problem. Yeah, it looks like Zach Williams had, uh, uh, Wilson Wait, had who? a... Uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, non-contact, non-contact knee, injury? knee injury. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, I would play, but fuck? I know damn well we'll, we'll get is, that, is it Joe Flacco season? He was able to stand oh up and limp off the field. 
Hey, somebody put, does that mean we can trade oh. Sam Darnold back to the Jets now? Drake London got hurt with the knee, too, from Atlanta. Yeah. Hey, hey, that's another thing, man. I, I don't care if you're Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, uh, atheist, whatever. Everybody needs to say a little prayer or to the universe or whatever you believe in that everybody stays good and healthy tomorrow yep. and that nobody gets hurt and that everybody's going to be able to continue to play and uh, not have to worry Don't about even it. anything else, Cody. Y'all know, <laughs> know the Jets are needing a good quality backup quarterback. Somebody that's used to living in New York, somebody that's yeah. previously yep. lived in New York. I, yep. I see absolutely no problem why we don't trade Sam Darnold back to the Jets for a half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. give us a fifth rounder for him. He heard it a on a juke rounder. move, bro. Give us a fifth rounder for him. For a fifth rounder for Sam Hey, step that price high as fuck. I don't give a fuck. Hey, hey, they might be desperate enough. would trade J.C. Horn in an instant, but he going to keep Sam Darnold because he thinks Sam Darnold would fit right fit. Well, I hate <laughs> Sam Darnold. What do you mean, me, I don't hey, like Sam Darnold at all. I tell you what, a fifth round pick for Sam Darnold right now, that don't sound too bad, man. Did y'all see no, no, no. the injury? Uh, what, 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 to, uh, yeah, he's like he's like doing a juke move and he just falls down. He, he oh, plants man. his right foot. Non-contact. Yeah, he plants his right foot. Dude, and, like, and by the way, I'm willing to bet probably a turf field. Oh, the Panthers, which the Panthers definitely do have now. Hey, I will say this: uh, he be stalking the big big old women. That's why he his the, the turf field. It did look good, CK. I'm not gonna it did. lie. It I looked nice. I, I know it's probably not, you know, the safest, but it did look good out there on the field. Every turf field looks nice, Cody Lack. They I all know, I'm just nice. saying, man, I, I'm just saying, being there in person, we were right behind the end zone. It does look nice. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, because it's yeah. Cool. Sorry, also, did you, uh, did you see the uh, pictures? And you want to share those? And, oh, yeah, uh, maybe yeah. That... So I just pulled up your video. Hold on, I'm going to play Yeah, let's video. see it. Let's see uh, it. So th this is the. This is the keep pounding moment. This that, is uh, after after the basically after the memorial, um, the uh, I guess the the tribute to Sam Mills, um, the fireworks show and laser light show and everything. This ended up, and this is what 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 took place after. That's literally how they closed the show, man. And to be there in person when they oh, did it, yeah, they played, you know, they played the the tribute song uh, uh, for Sam Mills, him going into the Hall of Fame. 
And it really did give you goosebumps, man. It was incredible. And that was a great video, CK. Y'all got some incredible footage. You can share uh, some of those pictures if you want, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can bring those up, too. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to, why not bring them those pictures up? Uh, oh, my the, gracious. I, I want to change the top. Trey Lance playing. I, I, I just watched yeah, the clip. I, I know there's a bunch of football games. I'm like half heartedly yeah. keeping track of all I, of them. I just watched the clip where Zach Wilson got hurt. He hurt himself. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, non contact, yeah. You know, this dude's been watching Cam Newton too much. You know, he just is. I mean, yeah. And he's not a very big dude either. No. He's not the type of dude that no, you want. No, no. Yeah, it was like last year, I thought um, Brown and YGM had fucking killed him, man, when they sacked him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to bring up some pictures here, but uh, before we do, I want to change the subject. Going into tomorrow, I want to talk about this preseason game. I'm going to jump around to everyone here. Um, I want to know some of the things that you're looking for, what are the battles that you're interested in seeing, and most importantly, are you expecting Matt Corral to ball out tomorrow, and are we going to be sharing clips of Matt Corral for the next week or so uh, potentially doing some big things in the preseason. I don't think so, unfortunately. Oh, talk about that, man. Talk about that. I just, I, you know, I, love, I loved his release. And, like, in the in the actual, like, watching him at practice, like, there's no better throwing motion that I think I've seen. Like, and that's somebody who's not coming from a trained eye. Like, this dude's release is just un, yeah. unreal Um, when you compare it to even just Baker or Sam. But... I will say his accuracy was a bit of an issue. Um, and, and, and I will say, at least from my opinion, his he was not quick to make decisions in the small reps he took in seven, you know, seven v seven or or whatnot. Whenever he was in, I don't know if it was seven v seven or eleven v eleven, but um, I mean, the, the other part is, well, let me rephrase. He was really fast at making one 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 decision he had made. Um, but, uh, but it was just like, it was a very bad decision. It was thrown into traffic, very, could have easily been, uh, intercepted, but, um, I just don't know what, and that was against third round, third, third stringers. Um, so I'm not sure that I'm at the position where I'm going to say it's going to be incredible, but I, I think that he's going to have a learning curve, especially being that he hasn't really gotten many reps in, in camp either. Yep. Oh, the C3 crew, man, uh, Kevin, Greg, me and CK chilling. That was a great picture. You took some fantastic pictures, man. Uh, yeah, we had a great time. And like I said, man, next year, we're, we're going to do it up even bigger and better than ever before, man. Hell yeah. Fan Fest is definitely going to continue to be a big thing for us. But yeah, you and Greg took some fantastic footage. Um, and, and, and But yeah, CK, to kind of go on what you're saying, like I, I just, I, I, I kind of don't know if Matt Rule and our coaches are going to put them in the proper position right. to really kind of fully flex and show off um, what they're capable of. And that too you know, is the I'm, potential uh, that that I would say is going to be another factor is whether they're actually going to put him in a in a in an area where he's going to look good, right? Um, or are they just going to not ask him to do much, right? That's the other thing about it. Um, he is going to be. We got to keep in mind. Take it with a grain of salt. He is going to be playing with the the threes and the fours, right? He's not going to be coming in there with first team reps or anything like that. Um, and, and the reality is last year, even with the, uh, the, uh, the PJ and will battle that was going on, 
it was a whoever the people who looked the best were the people with the twos. Like when they when they went and played with the threes, both of them looked like garbage. So I like I said, I my expectations for what he's able to do are going to be a little bit low. Hey, but Y'all are too fucking sick, bro. Hold Hell on, nah, man. Hold on, nah, bro. Hold on. I got your boy, guys. No, 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 I have no, to try no, to no, tell no, y'all, man. I ain't holding on for shit. What I'm saying is Keep that same energy, Cody. Come no, on, G. I am going to keep that same energy. See, okay, let me ask you this. You said you saw some accuracy issues. Yeah. And I do agree. I mean, listen, you know, not, not everything is there yet. But how much of that do we put on Matt Corral playing with the second or the, pardon me, the third and fourth string offense? Like, I'm, he, he, he's, he's throwing to a bunch of receivers that probably if, aren't going to make the team. If I'm being honest with you, I'm just tired of making excuses for quarterbacks at this point. I agree, she. You know, like that's that. I'm just tired of the, like, until we see it. Like, I don't, I've, we saw the reality. You got to keep in mind, yes, he had DeAndre Hopkins, but you got to keep in mind, um, you know, Deshaun Watson looked fantastic on a really crappy team for the first couple, you know, so even with bad talent, a good quarterback should look good, right? Um, But again, I'm, I'm still willing to accept that. It just because he might not look good this year, even in preseason, doesn't mean he's not going to be good, right? I, I, I'm willing to accept that, and I think that that's something that is tough for anybody who's a big, you know, uh, detractor of what he's capable of doing. But I, uh, I think at the end of the day, this year is going to be a wash for what we see with Matt. Even if he comes out in balls, I think it's again you it, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I disagree. Go ahead, Dexter. Go ahead, Dexter. Go on that. I just think, man, like, you know, training camp's training camp, but now it's the preseason, and I'm sure Matt Carell knows that this is his time to shine now. He's got to prove it now. Like, he mm-hmm. probably knows in himself that this preseason is his only few games to show what he's worth. So yeah. let him take it, man. Let let him just show his opportunity. Oh, I hope he does. At the end of the day, I think um, anybody who wishes, uh, you know, uh, any of our players a lack of success um, doesn't really make a tremendous amount of sense. Right. Uh, you know, if we can, and that's what I talk about, even with, with Cody, I guess the argument Cody had when Baker over is even the, the worst case scenario with Baker ends up being a positive for the end result, which is what Cody wants, which is Matt Corral to be the guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, a good quarterback, like rooting for this team is never a bad idea. If you're rooting for people to be bad, I can't really help that, right? Um, But if you're rooting for this team to be successful, and and if that means that Matt Corral's the guy, great. If that means Baker Mayfield comes out here and blows out the blows it out the water and makes it look like you know makes the the Cleveland look like absolute dog shit, then I'm happy with that outcome as well. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and wish that ill uh, ill performance on either of those guys. No, before before we go forward, hang on one sec, Dexter. Before we go forward, I want to welcome Dre. To the stream, first time. Dre, what's going on, man? Are you there? Hey, you're up, how you, yeah, how you doing, man? Not much. A uh, long-time listener, you know, just had Friday free, so. Oh, hell yeah, yeah dude. To, Welcome in, brother. Know, call in. Why yeah, not? yeah, yeah. Let me let me, uh, let me, me get you in on this conversation. What are you thinking about Matt Corral tomorrow? You think uh, he's going to have a good performance? Is he going to have a good opportunity to uh, maybe show what he's capable of? Listen, I'll be honest. Like, uh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Oh, sorry, I had a double stream. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're good. Also, with uh, Matt Corral, listen, I'll be honest. Like, I think this kid is talented. I won't say his uh, arm talent is, like, 
super elite, but he's definitely great, like a great arm talent. Uh, but I think he'll take at least a year to develop. Like, I want to sit here, I, and I've watched every Matt Corral game. Like, yeah. I've seen it. I know, you know, the RPO offense, all that. I th- He needs a solid year for me to transition <laughs> from that Lane Kiffin offense to, like, a pro, you know, reading the entire field instead of just, like, reading a tight end against a linebacker, which was a, a lot of the throws that he was doing Lane Kiffin. But I'm a believer in his right. arm. Dude. Like, if you watch yeah. him and Aaron Rodgers, they have super tight, fast throwing arm motions. And Rodgers yeah. took, like, four years sitting behind to, like, really learn his mm-hmm. throwing motion. And he even said in the press conference when he was talking to uh, Matt Corral that, that his, like, throwing motion isn't there yet. And he's when he watch him play, I'm sure you guys know, he's super tight. Like, he just – that's why he's so good at throwing like real fast balls. But yeah. when he when it comes to like going deep, he needs to learn like to unwind a little bit and like like open up. But right. when he goes deep, yeah. he'll like be real tight and he'll he'll still try to throw deep, which um yeah, that's not gonna work uh, in terms of the NFL. In college, you might get away with it, but NFL safeties are too good to just lob it up. So there. okay, let me ask you this: Are you of the opinion that Baker Field being here is actually a good thing for Matt Corral? Like, yeah. you know, do, do you yeah. feel like maybe Baker actually is a good bridge to Matt Corral that would actually give him some time to, you know, kind of better that throwing motion like you're talking about? I mean, I don't know. They're, they're really different players. Like, I, I think uh, Corral's ceiling is definitely higher than Baker's. But, um, I, I mean, he definitely 100% benefits from sitting for a year. And Sam Darnold is not that guy to teach him anything, right? Like, uh, I was worried he would pick up on Sam Neither Darnold. is Baker. I mean, Baker's better at least. Like, Baker's more. Baker's had success in the NFL. More aggressive. He's trying to, like, take the top off. He's trying to, you know, he's always trying to win. While Sam Darnold's just, like, a very passive dude. I mean, I'm not saying Baker's a perfect option, obviously. Like, no other team wanted him. Yeah, I agree. But he's better at what we got. And I was a little salty for a while. I was like, man, why did we pick up Baker another mediocre year? Should we, you know, tank? for, I don't know, some generational talent, some bullshit like that. But, like, I hate being that type of fan. So, at the end of the day, if my GM and my coach are pushing to the next season the best they can, we have McCaffrey. We have a sick offense. And I think Baker can pull it off with a sick offense. Like, I honestly think this is the best receiving, like, core he's had. If you include yeah. McCaffrey and, and, and DJ by far. So, I think Panthers – Panther fans, and I've watched a lot of Baker. I think Panther fans are going to love Baker because he's the polar opposite of what he had since, like, 2017. He goes deep. He's not a Teddy Bridgewater. He will go deep first. That will be his problem because he, he does not check it down. We're used to check down quarterback. Yeah. He likes to bomb it deep, and we're going to fall in love with that because we have not seen it in three years. Watch. Midseason, we're going to see two deep passes. We're going to be like, oh, my God. He's the chosen. I hope so, man. I, I, I'm glad that we have fans that are – optimistic about Baker and I see why people like him. I also think he has a bit of a tendency to be too aggressive. Like yeah. I feel like when he was with the Browns, he was a bad decision maker a lot of the time. Um maybe not all the time, but again, like I've said all the way across the board, if Baker balls out, I'm not gonna be an old curmudgeon and not give him his props, you know, like he if he earns it, he's we're gonna give him all the credit that he deserves for doing so. Um, real quick, I want to add some more people, but I'm already at ten. I can, uh, Dexter, I can back up. It comes out too, man. Oh, well, yeah, gorgeous. I mean, who, who, I, I only need to add one more person, so well, I, I only out. need to make, I only need to make one more, one more spot. 
I'm gonna jump um, out, Cody. I'll see y'all hopefully tomorrow. Or have are you? Do you know that yet? Or um, yeah, CK. I think we are trying to do something tomorrow. Correct. Yeah, I think uh, that's the game plan. I don't know how. What the game starts at one. I'm looking. Yeah. It, um, either, it's either going to be a post game. It's probably going to be a post game show. Yeah, it's got to be a post game. I don't yeah. think that um, anybody wants to stop watching the game or watch the game yeah, with true. our like without listening with listening to us while without listening yeah. to the broadcast. And plus, everybody has it, it. Everyone's at a different part. You yeah. know, like my stream might be ahead of yours or whatever, and vice versa. Right. So, so yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a show tomorrow after right. after the game. So all right, yeah, guys, have a good weekend, man. All right, later, J. Stubbs. Appreciate you, man. Uh, listen, I need to add this next man to the stream. Hey, man, he makes sure that everybody likes and subscribes to the C3 Panthers podcast. Where's C Dog at, man? We love this dude, hey. man. This C Dog. C Dog. What's going on with y'all boys, man? What's chilling, going on, man? man? We've been, we been hey, waiting real... for you to join, man. Hey, talk hey, some sense into these motherfuckers, C. Come on, dog. Hey, G baby, real quick, what, real quick, man. You know, the first thing I'm gonna say, man, when you come in this goddamn room, make sure you wipe your feet off on the motherfucking <laughs> like button. Make yeah, sure you got yeah, them subscribe. Em. You know tell what I'm saying? They do this shit every Tuesday, every Friday. But real quick though, that's right. Uh, I think what we got going on with this quarterback situation is a fucking joke because I mean, we still have PJ Walker on the team. We still have Sam. We still look. We still have Sam Darnold. So yeah. you telling me? We're going to sit Sam down on the bench for 18, 19 million. I mean, that's just dumb as fuck because you already know you had Sam Darnold. You got to get him 19 million. So, so Sam come out here and fuck up. You got them got Matt Corral. Just throw Matt Corral out there. You know, yeah. so Matt Corral, we man, so right now, Matt Corral will have a, a year wasted sitting behind got them Baker Mayfield and got them Sam Darnold. A bunch you of know? bitches. Hey, but I, I mean, it really to be second string. But, but but see though, I would I would at least prefer if Matt Corral was the backup and not sitting behind Sam Darnold. Like I know, I know. they're gonna play Baker first. But well, it's listen like, man, to me. And ba- how about this Baker's injury prone a little bit? Like he he's been hurt most of those years. I would prefer that Matt Corral be the next man up and starting to get rep with the number twos, you know. But of course I mean, Matt Rule is never gonna do that shit. Baker Mayfield has not done anything in the league. I don't know why everybody's so pumped up to have fucking Baker Mayfield. You know what I'm saying? He he had a Super Bowl team with the Browns. He had a Pro Bowl with everything. His whole fucking offensive line Pro Bowl. His, man, both of his fucking running backs Pro Bowl. Like, come on, you man. With Sam Darnold, man, that Baker. It Can makes I ask Baker you all a question? Yeah. Go ahead, Dexter. I want to ask who's everyone looking forward to tomorrow? To look in, like who who are the most looking forward to see? Yeah, this is tackle, man. Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Dexter answer first. Dexter, who who are you most excited to see, bro? I am watching the game for Matt Corral because this is his one opportunity to prove himself now. Yeah, yeah. And good yeah, luck with that. They will play PJ Walker more than they will play Matt Corral. If you that's guys right. are telling me that you guys seen what you seen at FanFest, then no, that's all I need to go now. I like, yes, much it, more like, from PJ. I mean, he got a couple of deep balls, but. Yeah, PJ, I mean, PJ really. PJ's played in the league. I know but PJ I think... can win me a game. Can Matt Corral win me a game? 
Hey, G baby, come on. G baby, G baby, G baby, G baby, what's wrong with Matt Corral, G baby? Why you always Matt Corral? Pee wee ain't shit, G. Oh man, you're about to learn the hard way, dog. What, what's wrong? What's wrong with Matt Corral playing? Man, Pee wee ain't gonna do shit, G. I'm not talking about Pee wee. We all know deep down in heart, Pee wee ain't doing shit, and we ain't doing shit this season. We are two to five win fucking team. We need to start being real with our fucking selves, man. Well, why God, the hell are you watching it? Hey, I've been real myself last two years, bro. No, this is straight. Hey, I'm right there I, with you on that one. Win. I've been real the last two years. I'm all set right now. <laughs> but look, real quick, Cody and anybody who was at the fan fest yesterday, yeah. how was it when they started chatting fire Matt Rule? How were y'all feeling? How was There was one guy. But to listen to me, how, how was the feeling in the stadium? I, that's what I want to know. Hey, honestly, the fans were great, man. Fans were electric. Uh, I mean, fans were getting in, keep pounding, chant. Uh, bro, there's a lot of kids there. Like, real talk, there was like three babies in front in the row right in front of me. Uh, but, dude, I'm telling you, man, the, the, the fan fest is a, is a really good event. No rain. It was great, man. Like I'm saying, the Panthers, we have an underrated fan base. We really do, man. Like, we, if, if we have a few good seasons in a row, I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna be considered one of the better fan bases in all the NFL, bro. Yeah. We we just need a few winning seasons, and I'm telling you, everyone's gonna <laughs> talk about us different, man. The you can make Cam and fucking squad to that. Y'all, everyone needs to be licking Cam Newton's nuts because if it wasn't for that 2015 season, we wouldn't have none of these fuck ass fans, bro. No, you know I love Cam, bro. Word on that, but look, Cody. What I'm talking yeah. about because. Uh, uh, it was a clip where uh they were they were the uh Matt Rue was being interviewed and a guy started chatting the uh, fire Matt yeah, Rue. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw about. that. Yeah, so how, I saw how, that. So, so how was it when, when that happened? How how was the how was how were the fans, you know, doing the Matt Rue chat firing right, him so, while he was Okay, so that interviewed. that's what we're saying. It wasn't really a chant. It was really just a few dudes that knew Matt Rule was doing the interview. And, and, we they really started, and they started doing it. It wasn't really like a lot of fans chanting fire Matt Rule. Now, if we start losing a couple games early in the season, it's going to be the whole fucking stadium, bro. I promise you. But, no, yesterday, for the most part, fans were cool, man. Everybody's throwing footballs into the crowd. Sir Perry's doing crazy shit, you know. So, for the most part, it's a good time all the way around. But... Now the Matt Rule hate wasn't really on broadcast like that. So we brought two previous head coaches in as specialists or defensive co- or uh, offensive coordinator. They know they're gonna fire his ass. It's just a matter of when. And because you're gonna instantly install one of those guys, Steve Wilkes, Ben yeah. McAdoo, they're gonna finish the damn season out with that guy. Right, like they're not gonna. It's gonna be a short leash on Matt Rule in these first few games. He better put up something quick. I mean, that first couple of games, you better get on a win streak fast. And then let's hope uh, McCaffrey doesn't put on a helmet and get a concussion or something. Right. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I mean, but you no, don't. Do that. You don't do that. You don't bring in Steve Wilkes and Ben McAdoo, two previous head coaches, and not be like, hey, that's I'm gonna hedge my bets. 
I mean, that's what yeah. that's what Pepper's all about. Is you know, he's the money man. He's he's hedging his bets right now. Yeah. But look, though, I mean, look, but how Tepper going to fire the soccer coach after one season? But he let Matt Rule come back for three, a third season, and he can't get no more than five wins. Yeah. The head I coach mean, of the soccer team had a winning record. <laughs> yeah, the soccer coach had a winning record. And yeah. he had a winning record. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. There's something personal going on there, like a personality conflict or something. You don't you don't fire somebody that they got a winning season. Or maybe he'll, maybe Tepper does. Maybe he don't know what the hell he's doing firing the wrong damn coach. Oh, we gonna talk about Sam Mills, by the way, the Sam Mills firing. Yeah, oh, yeah. About, so I I, I, he, got I went fired on a, he got uh inducted his, his grandson there. So hey, I uh, earlier today I went on uh uh rolling with Rio. He's a commander podcaster, and him and I were talking a little bit, and he was saying that it was a long time coming that they had thought that Jamar, uh, not Jamar Chase, uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, that they hadn't taken a step forward like they were supposed to, and fans had been wanting that to happen last year. So that's just what I heard, that commander fans were like, it wasn't really a surprise to everyone that's a fan of the team, right. but everyone on the outside was kind of like, whoa, that's unexpected. But, yeah, isn't that funny, though, that his granddad gets uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame and, and then he gets fired from an NFL team as D-line it's coach? It's crazy, dude. That, yeah, that's, that's – and he did it at a weird time, too, like right before the season or whatever, you know? Like that's – that's kind of crazy, but yeah, um, dude. Yeah, real man. quick, Cody. I just everybody want to give out what I wanted to see tomorrow. Then I'm gonna go, man. Come to that work. But yeah, for tomorrow, thing, for tomorrow, I want to see Brady Christensen play a uh, left tackle. I know everybody keep on bitching about uh, Icky yeah. playing left guard. Isn't there's no knock on Icky playing left guard because he's a mauler at a yes. run blocking. So if if you got Icky at the left guard. You got uh Brady Christensen at the left tackle. Your left your left side of the line is solidified for the next at least 10, 15 years. We know yeah. the left side is good, you know. Yeah, so man, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm 100 so on see, your side. Yeah, I, I want I want to see Brady Christensen do good tomorrow. And I want to see uh I want to see are we gonna be running uh different multiple defensive fronts now since that Steve Wilkes is back. Because yeah. I cannot stand us running that three three five bullshit that Phil Snow been yeah. running since he's been here. You cannot stop the run with a fucking three three five nickel defense. It's it's yeah. so fucking embarrassing, you know that he got all these cornerbacks out there trying to get them stop the running back. You know it's just dumb as fuck. I'm telling you right now. Oh, real quick, man, the first game of the fucking season too. Uh, if we if we can't stop Nick Trump from running the fucking ball, man, oh, it's gonna be God. a long goddamn day. I'm telling you right yeah. now, if we can't stop. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, it's going to be a long goddamn day. Now I'm back to the first preseason game. I want to see the uh, left tackle. Then, then I want to see uh, – I want to see what, what uh, Xavier Woods going to do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah I want to see what he's going to do and everything. Then, you know, Chen is moving back to the strong safety and Xavier Woods is playing the free safety. So I want to see what Woods is going to look like, that combination, and, the, you know, with the safeties in the backfield and everything because we got two – we got two solidified. We got two good safeties right now, basically. We, like when we had Kurt Coleman 
and got them uh, Alvin Harper, I think, that, that 2015 year. So we got two good safeties. And I want to see who was going to be on the opposite side of Brian Burns. Is it going to be Barno yeah. or who is it going to be? You know, Barno's somebody... not ready. He ain't ready. No, yeah. I know, but but we don't know. But I, I, I want to see what – are we going to run multiple defensive fronts because Brian Burns – Yes, and are. Barno are three or four linebackers. So hopefully Phil Snow, with the help of Steve Wilkes, put these guys in position to make fucking plays this season and everything. Hey, if there's one thing Phil Snow does is scheme up sacks. I mean, if if it has no, already man, got look. that job because we – Phil Snow don't I, scheme up a goddamn thing. He run a three-three-five base defense no, every fucking game. PF, I saw the the he was the number one coach with the most different looks. Like as far as disguising, he had single high safety switching to uh, like two high safety. Like every every single one of his looks was he was number one in, in scheming. I think PFF ranked all the defensive coaches. Okay, he was number one in that. And what the fuck was our defense though? Well, were we, we stopping anybody? I mean, we create sacks, so that is what we're good at. We're just bad at stopping the run because we're we're constantly doing stunts and creating all these sacks, moving people around. Yeah. We don't ever sit down and anchor so, down. So, so we creating all these sacks, but we're, we're, we're are the turnovers. In 2015, with that yeah. defense, we had turnovers. I mean, yes, sir. We had Luke Kuechly. And, but, like, <laughs> and to be no, but 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 to be fair and to go off what Dre said, I think we've upgraded our defensive backfield a lot. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I think turnovers is definitely gonna. Uh, be a bigger part of what we do, especially now that Steve Wilkes is here. But also, a lot of those sacks to kind of play devil's advocate, Dre. A lot of that was on a guy who's not on the team anymore. You know, Hassan Reddick was a big part. Uh, Fred, of, who gonna bring, yeah, bring that pressure now? Well, even then, what I'm saying is, last year with all that pressure, we still didn't have no turnovers. The, the 2015, we had a real. That was a number two defense. So I'm, I'm talking people talking about the, the the defense last year was not a number two defense. It wasn't. No. Game against the, no. uh, the game against the Redskins last year. Cam Newton balled out against the goddamn Redskins last last year. We gave up over 200 yards rushing against the Redskins. Hold on, hold on. Look, you can't be a number two defense giving up 200 yards rushing and giving up 30 points a fucking game. We gave up at least 30 points at least five, six times last year. That's not a number two defense. So stop talking about the defense. I mean, number I mean two true, but like you have to, you have to realize Sam Darnold was. I think for the first three games he had two fumbles in the red zone. And look, game. okay, my dude. After the first three games, like, what the fuck did the defense do then? What, what happened? Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Go ahead. Uh, like we talk about uh, Sam Darnold's picks, bro. Like the first three games he fumbled twice. Like. Every game he fumbled at least twice. I forget how many fumbles he ended up with. Like, we were basically the number one team turning over the ball on the red. Like, we we were hand- for our defense to be ranked that, that ranked that high. Period. Like, it's actually a miracle. And I agree, we're not a top two defense last year, but like, we had one of the worst. We put our defense in one of the worst situations. So I don't want to like bag on the defense too much uh, from last year. I think we will improve this year. The the problem is the run defense. I don't really care about turnovers because like, a lot of times people just dink and dang. You don't care about turnovers. turnovers. I mean, yeah, but like... I, uh, a lot of things are going to... Real quick, I'm just going to say one thing. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. The 2015 defense. Can we all admit that was a real defense? That, that defense was better than the defense Phil Snow had ever had since he's been here. We went to the Super Bowl, but we're talking about yep. 2022. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, no, then. So, we, we need a better defense. 
Phil Snow is trash. That's what I'm saying. He's fucking trash. He, he, all right. he, he gave me First some bullshit not, instead of I am having just because he take, he had multiple that, people that, out there that, don't mean he's a, a, a good coordinator. Nobody got them calling the store that give him a job besides us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hear, hear me out on this one. Okay? Everybody have a great night, man. Keep up the good work. Make sure you get subscribed, man. Appreciate you, see y'all. I'm all positive this year. I don't give a fuck. Here's the thing, okay, that he isn't talking about. Our offense, or I'm sorry, our defense couldn't get off the field, okay? As soon as they got off the field, Sam Darnold would turn the ball back over and the defense would come right back on. Exactly. Okay? So you're putting more wear and tear on the defense as it is, okay? And then on top of that, you're going to cause more players to get injured. You're going to wear these guys out. These guys are going to get tired. And let's face it, whenever we get tired, do we really want to be fighting with the guy across from us? Or are we just gonna let them through? You know, it, it's we gotta we gotta be realistic about this. And plus, let's face it, what is what did the defense had to fight for last year, other than possibly a new contract down the road for themselves? Nothing. Yeah. And oh, exactly. so I didn't I see the Bill Snow make well a last year. Goal last year. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. It's just it's also about. Uh, it's it's about Sam, but it's also about that offensive line, that pathetic offensive line that mm-hmm. no, no no that I mean all you had was your defense. We we basically had a mute offense. We just did, yeah. and and we were so bad offensively that that the defense spent most of the time on the field. And, yeah, you know, it's it's like the Vikings game. If you go back and look at it. The Vikings didn't start gouging us in the run game until later in the game because defense is on the field for far yeah. too long. Yeah. Offense is stagnant. Exactly. Um, I mean, you, you, there are multiple. There, there. I've been thinking about it like all week, and there are five games that come to mind in which the offense, Joe Brady, Sam Darnold, because of their incompetence, like we weren't in the game primarily because of them. That's part of the reason why I'm excited and and I have high hopes that this team can win this year. Because if you can get the offense, like I feel as though Baker is a much more competent QB than Sound. And McAdoo is a much more competent, much more proven OC than Brady. The defense last year, I don't feel like it was a fluke. They were really good. They they were built to I don't want to say built to play with the lead. But that's exactly how they were constructed. Now, when the games are tight or they're getting close and your offense comes out in the third quarter and does absolutely nothing for the entire season, you're putting more onus. Like, hell, even Rube said it in a press conference. I think it was after the Eagles game. You expect the defense to be able to hold on to the lead. Well, we expect the offense to be able to put up more than 18 fucking points. Actually, 12. Mm -hmm. Because one of those touchdowns came off of Louisville blocking a punt, and it was recovered in the end zone. So if you can yeah. get more competent play out of the offense, the defense obviously is more fresh when they go out on the field. I believe with the secondary we have, those almost sacks will turn into sacks. And if they don't, then they're going to turn into turnovers because, hey, not yeah, every QB in the league is, is Tom Brady. Not every cat is cool under pressure. Hit them a few times. Like, we played the Saints this year. Jameis Winston is still their quarterback. We got after him the first game, and he cracked. Through interceptions, I, we play the Niners. They have a rookie QB. Um, a lot of teams, if, if you're able to just get after the QB, in which I believe we'll be able to do, then 
you're going to force turnovers or you're going to get sacks. And this, that's not to say if the sacks don't turn into a damn strip sack or something. So, so I got a question for everybody. Go ahead, how, many game, how many games last year did we score over 30 points? Any was it? God, I don't. I doubt one. there's any. One. I think I think there was one. I think it was the uh, the Arizona game, wasn't it? I'll look it up. That was like thirty-eight to ten or some something like oh, that. The, oh, the game that we had Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, and that that was where I was going next. Is who was the the QB in that game? It wasn't Sam. The only time yeah. that that the this defense to... PJ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can, can I bring up something real quick to add to that? Yesterday, watching FanFest, I heard Steve Smith say something. And my personal, we talked about it, I think, but we've never heard anybody else say that. Steve Smith said one of the reasons, one of the improvements this year that you'll see that you will, did not see at all under Joe Brady was the fact that um, quarterbacks now in Panther quarterbacks – to actually change the play, change the calls yep. at the line of scrimmage. Under Joe Brady, Joe Brady refused to let any quarterback mm. change the plays when he's given. Now that would explain why Cam Newton, why yep. Cam Newton was benched in favor of Sam because Cam would often change the plays on his own, and Joe Brady didn't like that. Because what Joe Brady, Joe Brady believed more in himself than anybody else. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's 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 what what he said and actually I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense in that realm. Better so, uh, but, 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 know what they're doing. Yeah, so AG, by the way, uh, uh, Nick, you are correct. Uh, the Cardinals game was the only time the Panthers got over uh, 30 points uh, last season. So, yeah. And, and the but, defense but, was yeah, great in that question. game, didn't they? Yeah, go ahead, Dexter. I've got a question. Uh, what? Give me one game where you were absolutely disgusted by Phil Snow's playing. Like, what game did he play where you were like, no, just give me one? Cowboys. Yeah. I was here watching that game because Snow would would not. I would say, I would say, so to me, there's there's actually three of them. And by the way, I'm a Phil Snow defender. I believe Mm -hmm. that out of all the coaches that we have, he has by far done the most and is the most knowledgeable out of all of our coaches. You can love him or hate him. Yep. I think that's a true fact. Um, I will say this. There were three games that really, really, really disappointed me in his performance. Um, so we already mentioned the Cowboys. That Patriots game was yep. abysmal. Absolutely. I blame Sam Morse. Sam had three picks in that game. That, exactly. True, like, but, how does it become you know what, the offense? Right. But hold, hold on, on. how about some, this one? I, and then I'll, I'll, go to, I, then I'll jump to Nick right after this one. Yeah. Uh, is the Giants. They put up 25 points on us. And again, I know that we had a blocked kick right by the end zone. It went for a touchdown. They had a lot of things to go their way. But I, I just feel like there were times when the defense had an opportunity to step up. 
and they couldn't get it done for whatever reason. Go ahead, Nick. You know, the, the, the one player that I'll blame more than Sam in that Pats game, and I was there. I drove my ass from Massachusetts down to see that game. And I knew we were going to lose, but I wanted us to at least be competent. But I blame Matt Paradis. Him going down the like the very first offensive snap of the game, and then Sam Tecklenburg coming in. Dear fucking lord, oh dude, I cannot wait until Sam Tecklenburg is cut. Cannot wait. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, exactly, I bro. I, how I, I much think... is this put on the offense? So, so for me, the I put I say the Dallas game is the one that was the worst because. Throughout that game, Snow and I understand like they had Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and and I understand him wanting to show respect to their passing game, but the Cowboys, for as far back as I can remember, they've always wanted to run the ball. Like everybody talks about what Dak can do, and they want to run the ball, and that's exactly what they did in that game. They were going out there in two tight end sets, three tight end sets, man, and we were still running a fuck ass three three five. Yep. No, I'm looking at the defense and it's um it's it's a nickel set, it's a dime set, and like they're telegraphing what they want to do, just go to a four three for love of all to now to Snow's credit. This is part of the reason why I'm a huge snow fan. He mentioned it a couple of times this past offseason how that Dallas game is something that bothered him. So even he's aware that okay, I can't get too cute with what I'm doing, like yeah, we have a lot of talent on the defense, but sometimes you just got to go back to the basics. Like that, that Dallas game, that I because to that point, like we went into the half leading, and then third quarter, the offense did what it did. Sam, I think he had two picks in that game, and then they fucked in the fourth inning. They they tried to do something, but I feel like we could have put the clamps on their offense and made that a much lower scoring, tighter game. Like even if we still yeah. lose, the defense would have looked better. If you had just gone with a base four three and then dared them to throw the ball, but, yo, like I, I have the same thoughts. But like when you look at our roster, we don't have a roster for a four three, and that's a big weakness. We we don't have like like the I Eagles agree. have a really good four three, right? Because each of the Eagles D line is a massive man who can just move two people. We don't have that. We have our our game is more about speed. Like we're yep. just trying to we're trying mm-hmm. to create stunts. And come off the edge, and you have a Hassan Reddick, like outside linebacker edge type, or you know, whoever just screaming, Frankie Lulu screaming off the side and get sacks like that. We're trying to create lanes. We don't have and you're right, that's a major weakness. When it when it comes down to two tight end sets and everyone else is bigger, we're getting bullied. Like even switching to a four three, yeah. it doesn't matter. We would get bullied even worse on a four three because we we wouldn't be able to get sacks to like kind of mm-hmm. offset some of that stuff. Even if so we it's don't our have roster, like even if we don't have the personnel to go to a, a true 4-3, a 3-4 can stop the run, too. It's, it's about getting bodies in the box. Right. I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that yeah. was also the first week in which uh, Horn was down. We had already we had acquired yeah, C.J. Well, Henderson, but he was he had just got to the team. So it, I saw off, man. I, 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 I love so C.J. He's athletic as hell, but, like, last year, and I hope he changes this year, but last year – he was great, bro. He could cover, but like he would not tackle, man. Like he just would not get. In the he, box. he had a shoulder injury, apparently. So yeah, I, I didn't um, learn about that. So that, I'm gonna give him that last year break because yeah, last year he was probably the softest corner in the entire NFL. Yeah, yeah. Kenneth, Kenneth, hold that, hold that. I'm gonna go right to you. Uh, Anthony, ha- Anthony has to leave. 
I wanted to thank Anthony for being on the show, for being a part of the Friday Free For All. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any last uh, last words you want to uh, give us before you jump off for the night? I mean, as always, keep pounding, guys. But it was nice to be on with you guys for the very first time. I've been in the chat for, like, months. The whole last season I've been in the chat listening to you boys talk football. I thought I'd come on for one Friday night and – Get in on this shit. So Heck yeah, next time just bring in a guitar out and play us a song, man. <laughs> That's right. What you guys don't see is all this shit over here, man. Oh yeah. Oh, oh good. Good. Good oh, yeah. Play a theme song. I like that. I I'm like that. together, bro. But Anthony, hey, don't be a stranger, man. Definitely uh look forward to seeing you in the future, dude. Yeah, man. We'll hop on. Give us a score night, prediction uh, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a score prediction before you uh before you go. Tomorrow. Oh God, man! It's it's gonna be it's gonna be an awful game, right? Like it's it's you're not gonna see a whole lot of the ones. It, it's gonna be trash football, guys, but it's gonna be fun, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna say probably 20, 2014 Panthers over the Commanders. All right. We gotta we gotta give Ron his due because he came back here last year. Was it last year and beat us in our house? Mm-hmm. Last year or the year before? We got to give him his due, man. And um, I mean, we got him before the year before. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So I want to see their uniforms too, man. This will be the first time that they played on a field with those big W's on the side of the damn helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Like a college team or something. I don't know, but yeah. So, like I said, I'm right, a Commander fan today. He said he likes the outfits, but uh, yeah, but it remains to be seen. But hey, I Peace, appreciate brother. you, Anthony. Thanks for joining us, man. And uh, we'll be seeing you again soon, bro. All right. See you guys. All right. Later, man. All right. Um, Kenneth, I'm, uh, Kenneth, I'm a yeah. man of my word. Going right back to you. What's up? Wonderful. Um, You know what? CJ, uh, CJ Horn mentioned yesterday because the reporter asked him, and he said it, his dad, Joe Horn, and Steve Smith ragged him to death over the offseason over his tackling. Oh, yeah. Over what? Henderson over his tackling. tackling. Oh, so, he said, so he said – just so he don't go home and have to hear it and hear it from Steve Smith, he's going to show we could be a lot better on his tackling this year, which that's good. Uh, he was actually a great tackler, to be honest. Yeah. So, but I, I like the fact that the older folks are stepping in. And yeah. oh, by the way, I, I like seeing KK at that. I don't know if y'all saw KK was there and Boston was there and it was nice. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a picture somewhere of them all there um, in the fans section, no less. Um, Something I wanted to bring up, uh, Dexter, you wanted to know about ratings. To my opinion, last year, the defense caused – or no, excuse me. The offense caused, to me, 40% of the issue. Special teams actually yeah, caused exactly. – I'd, I'd, give, I'd give 10%, at least 10. At least Bro, 10. the Eagles game, like we literally lost because of that punt. Exactly, at least 10. And just, just, I mean, See, we did mind. have kicker issues until we got the one we got now. I don't remember his name. I'm stuck. But until, until we got Zane, we had kicker issues. Remember how many times? Remember Joey went everywhere, got cut, went to Washington, got cut, went to Texas. Anyway, uh, and so, um, but, and, and to me, that's what I'm say. I, I want. I think we won a lot of the. I think we won our games. We won. Primarily because our defense, but after a while, they people figured Sam out real quick. Our special team sucked, and the defense just got tired. I mean, if you play Madden 22, imagine taking 
the um, stamina rating and maxing it out. And then playing everybody. And instead of offense, just talk, just purposely lose every offensive snap you have. Then you'll be realize what we were last year. No matter how yeah, good of a exactly defense you have. Right yeah, and, and I know in people hype on uh, Riddick, but in my opinion, Riddick got his sacks because of Phil Snow's defensive scheme. Preach. And yeah. when 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 Riddick went to uh to the Eagles this year, they purposely started adding in schemes to get him sacks because he was a free agent contract guy. So it ain't necessarily yeah. Riddick so good. The scheme played to Riddick's advantage. I didn't necessarily think that until I started chatting with some Eagle fans who said that they've literally changed a lot of their schemes around just to get Riddick open. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of scheming for players. Go ahead, Dexter. You, you can't evaluate the defense last year. Like The offense let the defense down so much last year that it's, yeah. it's unfair to it, – it's just unfair. Like The defense did so well last year, and they would have done so much better if the offense wouldn't have let them down so much. And I know yeah. people don't want to hear that, but come on, man. Like, but at the same hey, time, hey, I think there's an argument to be had. Over so many I think there's an argument to be had that the, the defense was given inflated numbers because of the fact that the, the offense was inept. Thank right? you, fucking CK. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Right, I mean well, – well, and. and on the surface, I know that doesn't make like a lot of sense when you just say it that just blanket statement like that. But when you look at it as a whole, you look at um, the fact that let's be real, we were going three and out, and then yep. that means the defense didn't have that. Like we, they didn't have a, they didn't, we didn't. Our offense didn't give our defense very great field position, right? So the defense wasn't very good in the red zone. They were, we were. If you look at it, yards are our biggest thing, right? Yards were our biggest problem or we're our biggest asset. Well, when we when we were blowing, when we were like 20 points down, there's no need for this these teams to just blow us out of the water with more points. So they would just start being super conservative. And so I remember during the season, that was a big part of our conversations was how much of this is the defense being just incredible and how much of it is the offense just not being good enough to where the defense like doesn't have to worry about accounting for explosive plays because the other team stopped pull, putting the foot on the gas. Not to mention the third quarter woes, man. Do you guys not forget how bad the offense was every fucking third quarter? Yeah. No, we we remember. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> like, so you can't judge the defense yeah. on that. That's, that's the reason why I feel like there's room to be optimistic because yeah, we, we lost Reddick, but I feel very comfortable and confident that, that Luvu and why primarily I really want to see YGM step it up and, and be a starter, be consistent. Stay healthy. But uh, when you look at the offensive side of the ball, like I said, bringing in a guy who's had success in McAdoo, bringing in a quarterback who's had success in uh, Baker, like those I, – I had the thought that all we need Baker to – like there are two types of QBs, and they fall within certain spectrums. Some QBs like Cam Newton, they're elevators. If they're on your team, they're going to bring guys up, like – you look at Cam with New England that one year he was with them. They, that team had no business going seven and nine, but because they had Cam, they went seven and nine without possible the chance to actually win more games. You have some guys in the league that are elevators. You have some guys in the league that are uh, stabilizers. I see Baker as exactly. a stabilizer. Yeah. 
Exactly. He went to the Browns. That's he helped stabilize that. how far this that's all Imagine we how far this team could have gone last year if the offense was even halfway be- better than they are now. Yo, yo, like there's five games that the, that the team would have won if if Sam had been stable, had a yeah. level of, mm-hmm. of play that was consistent, to where you don't worry exactly. so much about what he's going to do when the ball is now. I believe Baker yeah. can can provide that, and just that <laughs> level of stability is going to allow a lot of guys on the offense to do a lot more than what they've done in the past seasons. Yeah, hey, go ahead, Dre. Exactly. Uh, Cody, I sent you a, a, a link through your – or something through your uh, Twitter if you get it, though. Okay, all right, I'll, go ahead, Dre. I was just going to say, like, man, like, last year, literally our offensive coordinator got fired because it was that bad, right? Teddy Bridgewater, like, everybody got mad when he was like, we don't practice red zone defense. We don't do, like, half the reps we should for offense. We don't have any kind of moving sets. Like, we don't have hot routes, nothing. Teddy Bridgewater, people got mad at Teddy. And I'm like, yo, thank you, Teddy. Like, Teddy's trying to tell us the truth. He doesn't do that with every other team. And I, I watched, like, all 22. I have the NFL Game Pass I had last year. I'm not, fu- I'm not fucking with you guys. Like, in the second quarter, we ran the same play, offensive play, like three, four times back-to-back, like slant yeah. sticks. But we had the most simple offense, and that's one thing um, that uh, we mentioned in the past. I don't know who said it, but uh, when McAdoo came here, that's – and you hear all throughout camp, everyone's like, McAdoo's offense is really deep. McAdoo's offense, you really have to take a long time to learn because he has hot routes, and ev- it's like Madden, right? You just change every – the QB has – his ability to change every route at the line of scrimmage if he wants to. That's why it's so complex, hard to learn. That's why I think Mac Corral will take a long time because Mac Corral also has to learn, like, pass sets, how to shift the O-line. He didn't do any of that in, in, in uh, Ole Miss. So I think we're going to have a much more complex offense this year with a much more veteran quarterback, Baker Mayfield, with CMC back, with a way better O-line. I'm not going to say top 10. I'm going to say maybe top 15 O-line, but that's better than 32nd. Right, and, and with all these combined, our defense. defense is going to be mad. Like we're going to be a good team next year. The problem is not our team. The problem is our schedule is hard as fuck. Like our schedule is. Yeah, a, it's going to come zone. down to coaching because you look at like if you took this roster and you gave this roster to any, if you gave this roster to Shanahan, if you gave this this roster to to Reed, if you gave this roster to McVeigh, every ESPN pundit would be talking about how the Carolina Panthers are definitely a playoff team because of the yeah. amount of talent that's on it. The question it comes down to, can McAdoo get in his bag and stay in it? Can Snow get in his bag and stay in it? If they're out there playing chess and they're four or five moves ahead of these opposing coordinators, the team is going to be held for a lot of – like, a lot of – for every team we play, we're going to be held. We might lose a game, we might win some, but we're going to be held. It's, it's, for me, it's all a lot on the coaches, more so than the players. I see, G-Baby, I know you're shaking your head. But listen, we got Dante Foreman, and that told me we maybe will not wear out CMC. I mean, we lost CMC. Oh, he got injured. Bro, he, how many carries do you have between two games in, like, four days? Like, he had a Thursday night game. Like, that's why he got injured. Like, if we can phase him out a little bit and have Dante or, you know, Chuba, whoever, like, yeah. step up a little bit and just hopefully – that will be my the number one thing I'm watching the first game. If we're just passing and running CMC up the middle like we do, I don't know why we do it. It's not like he's a top three running back going up the middle. He's like top ten going up the middle. Like his yeah. is on the outside. Why are we still trying to prove that he can run up the middle? No one cares. Like have Dante Foreman do that, and then McCaffrey on the outside. Half the touches, 
we are going what, far if we what, if we do that and split the ball out like that instead of just having McCaffrey do everything. Yeah, what we, what we need is blocks like this up the middle. Yeah, so I think that Christian can do everything, but I just think that they need some load management. And I'm a I'm in big favor of using Deontay Foreman in some goal line situations. Uh, this was filmed by Rashad from Panther Nation podcast. This is Deontay Brown and Kim Aquanu, uh getting some drills in. And look, man, y'all know I'm a fanboy of Deontay Brown. I loved his college film. Me and JD called this man Blastoise. Like he, he's built like mm-hmm. a war turtle. Th- this dude's the man. I'm really hoping that at some point in time. Like, I know he's not going to be a starter this year. I'm just hoping that they don't cut him. This man has far too much potential. I think people make too much of a big deal out of him being a big fat guy. Like, dude, there are some big, athletic, freaky, strong, big guys that can move well. And I think Deontay Brown is one of those dudes, man. So, you know, I'm hoping that he at least gets a chance to compete to be a backup. But um, and then I noticed uh, people were putting in the in the comments under this man. We need to put Icky at guard, Deontay at center, and just let them bulldoze shit right up the middle, and that would be perfect, man. But uh, yeah, people, why did, uh, is there a specific reason you mm-hmm. wanted to show this clip? Yeah, I, I just wanted to I wanted to show this because everything I'm reading and catching up on training camp, they're doing a lot of. They're mixing the offensive line up. I, if we get a chance to do goal line, we may not even do it oh, preseason. They may wait to regular season to do it. But don't be surprised if you see a lot of a lot of uh, offensive linemen playing tight ends in goal line situations just to get more blocking and more push up the middle. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm 100% agree. Hey, Pickle, you know I've been on this. I say put put your big badasses up front. I don't think left guard is an inferior position to left tackle, especially in you know in today's NFL. You need a pocket to be able to work from. You need to be able to run the football effectively. Those three interior positions: center, left guard, right guard. That that's pivotal, man. It's absolutely important yep. to that process. Um, the right, yeah. the right O line configuration. Whoever's that running back is gonna look well. Like we all know. Like I, I, I was telling my wife uh, this week. I was like, when CMC, like, I had to show her highlights because she just started actually like paying attention to football. So I'm showing her highlights of what CMC has done in the past, and I'm like, when this dude is healthy, he's a fucking cheat. He's a human cheat code. And she's yeah. like, oh, well, why doesn't he play wide receiver? I'm like. He, whatever it is, CMC is a wide receiver. He has wide receiver skills, but he chose to play running back. When that dude yeah. is healthy, is a cheat code. So I'm just gonna exclude him from from what I'm about to say. With the right O line configuration, whoever is back there at running back is going to look like a goddamn Pro Bowler. Yes, they're gonna get. They're gonna be getting four or five yards before they're getting touched. And I, I looking at uh, Deontay is. Deontay Foreman, right? I, I keep wanting to say Freeman. Uh, looking at Foreman, Chuba, hell, even last year, like I was not high on Chuba, but Chuba got better as the season went on. I'm I'm excited to see again with the right O line configuration. Go ahead, throw whoever you want out there. Hell, I'm I'm a, I'm a proponent of you start the game with Foreman and then let CMC come in and finish the motherfuckers off in the second half. Like, it's it's, it's if things go the way 
they could, it's going to be a good time to be a Panthers fan. Yeah. J.D., let me ask you that real quick. Do you think uh, tomorrow could be a day for Deontay to potentially push him, push himself up this depth mm-hmm. chart? Or do you think that he just, no matter what he does, he might not get the opportunity? I, I, I believe so because, like, so Rule has stated on multiple occasions that he wants Deontay to get to a certain weight in order to to play. And, and I don't see – like, that's that's one of the issues I have with Rule. Sometimes you don't know more than what other people have shown you. Deontay didn't seem to have an issue – playing at the weight he was playing at, unless he put on more weight. But he didn't seem to have an issue with playing at the weight he's at when he was at Alabama to the tune of being one of the – like he was part of one of the better O-lines in college football. Obviously, college is not NFL, but there's – there's there's in the, the limited game film, he like the limited game time he got last year, he looked good, and I'm fairly certain it's not like he dropped 30 fucking pounds throughout the season. Like he could be one of those guys who just has – like play him and he'll lose the weight that he, he he loses and he's gonna play at the level he plays at regardless. I yeah. I for all the talk about Icky at left guard, I would I would absolutely be drooling to see Icky at left tackle with Deontay at left guard. And I just just like I, I have I have have it in my head I'm seeing Ian not Ian Tommy as like an H back and you have Icky and Blastoise on the left side, and they just hike the ball, and CMC is going 20 fucking yards down the field, and, and at that point, you're not catching him. He's gone. Dude ain't got touched. Yeah. And there's just a bunch of bodies on the fucking ground. Like, yeah. Pancakes all yeah. over the place. I'm, I'm super pumped. I hope that Deontay is able to show out. Originally, I wanted Deontay to play right guard next to Moten and then put Christensen uh, on the left side, I originally wanted to also put Christensen at left tackle, Deontay Brown at left guard. Now I'm just hoping that he can get in where he fits in. I, I just think mm-hmm. he's too big and strong and mean to be sitting the bench for the Panthers. Um, Nick, you were looking up some stats, but first you had a question for CK. Uh, so, CK, way back in the uh, early days of the offseason, right after we signed all the coaches that we did, I remember you talking to everybody, I think it was on the Tuesday show, saying that you felt like you had hope for this season. Okay, yep. You felt like Matt Rule had made some good moves. You felt positive. Going into the preseason, how are you feeling right now? Still feel more positive than I did at the end of last year. Um. I feel like, again, I'm – call me a constant optimist, but I, I think that right now I, we know we're going forward with Matt Rule. So me having any other opinion other than, like, let's hope that he's able to come in here and do something positive is counterintuitive to, you know, what I would like to be doing, which is, you know, winning. Uh, and me, my opinion, if I were to sit there and say that Matt Rule is – you know that we're 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 not going anywhere just because of our coaching staff. Uh, there'd be no point for me to watch the season. I believe that we have a potential to do something great. Um, we have this. The, I feel like the staffing to do that. I've also mentioned that I think that you can see uh, pieces of Matt Rule learning uh, how to be a coach in this league. I think right now we're just going to have to play it by ear and hope that things work out. 
I'm I'm still definitely more optimistic than I was you know, in previous uh, in previous years. CK, what? Do you still feel that way if Michael Jordan's playing left guard? Um, good question. The question can be. It, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive to uh, that that position. I think that there's plenty of other positions that exist. Does it mean that my am I optimistic about the team's outlook more with what we've seen happen? Now, you know, even if he's there, yes. Um, am I optimistic about the coaching staff? No. If that were to be the case, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah. Good answer. I had. I had. Give us his stats, Nick. That uh, you've been, you've been working on them throughout the uh, throughout the show. This preseason went uh, went lost versus the effect during the season. What have your uh, findings concluded? So I went all the way back to the 2016 season. Okay, I figured it would give us a little bit more to go off of. In total, 30% of the teams stay pretty close to what they do in the preseason. Now, the average that I go off of, it's like a two-win difference. Okay, you know, just looking at the percentages. So... Even if we only win two of the three games, there's like a 30% chance that we can do halfway decent in the offseason. As far as teams that do better, over the last five years or so, it's looking like 43% of teams actually do better in the regular season as compared to, as compared to the preseason. Unfortunately, we are not one of those teams. Seems like every year we do worse in the regular season than we do in the preseason. So, yeah, I uh, I almost feel like we didn't need research to know that about us. <laughs> yep. but it's, uh, yep. it, 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 it it sounds uh, it sounds right on the money, and I and I, I do think uh, think that you're right. Um, the only positive that I got from that is looking at the Super Bowl champs from that year and how they did in the preseason, which obviously it makes absolutely zero difference. But just about every single one since 2016 has had a losing record in the preseason. There was only one team that did not have a losing record or a 50-50, and that was the Pats. Okay. Hmm, that's interesting. The Bucks seem to buck a lot of trends, if uh, if you know what I'm saying. But fucking yeah, Tom Brady, I'm fucking corny. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So look, here's what I want to do. Uh, to everybody who's still on the on the show, man, we still got 88 viewers. I appreciate each and every single one. You hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that thumbs up. We're getting ready to get off of here, but before we do, I want everybody to tell me their prediction for the game tomorrow. What's going to be the score? And yet again, tell me what you're excited to see. Uh, I mean, what 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 position are you looking at? Is there a player that you're looking at specifically that you would like to see ball out? Just tell me what you want to see and what you think the score prediction is actually going to be. Um, I'm just going to go from uh, right or from left to right. Uh, how I have things on my screen. I'm going to start with Nick. Nick, 
what is going to be the score tomorrow? And what are you looking to see? What uh, what are you hoping to uh, to to see from any one of these players, man? I want to see a clear difference between the two potential starting QBs. I want to I want to see Baker actually kind of show us that he is that starter that we think that he is. On top of that, you know, I want to see the O line actually perform well and us be able to stop the run. Those are those are the few things that I'm looking for. Uh, okay. Score prediction, say 2017 Washington. Okay, 2017 Washington Commanders. That's hey. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Again, you know, nobody's really caring if you're winning or losing the preseason, but uh, it'll definitely be interesting to watch this battle and uh, and see how it plays out. Panther Pickle, the man, the myth, the legend. Tell him what you think, what's going to happen tomorrow, and what are you really excited to look for? What are your eyes going to be trained on when you're watching football tomorrow? The lines. I want to see the offensive line and the defensive line. That's yeah. going to be my focal point. I've said it before. If your offensive, if our offensive line is not improved, it really doesn't matter who quarterback is. It really doesn't. You could throw Jack B. Nimble or a hundred year old quarterback after they're going to do the same thing. Uh, you, our offensive lines have, our offensive line has to be improved, and our defensive line has to do what it didn't do last year, and that's stop the run. But they also got to get pat, get get pressure on the quarterback because you can't with the quarterbacks we're going to face. You can't just just stand back and let them throw the ball and hope our secondary is strong enough to fight it, no matter how good our secondary is. Um, that being said, tomorrow's preseason, the first preseason game, those are normally trashy games. So I'm going to say fourteen uh, ten. Panthers. Okay, 14-10 Panthers. All right, so low, low scoring, but I like that. And I, I'm I'm 100% in agreement. My eyes are going to be keenly trained on that offensive yeah. line, man. Uh, Brady Christensen, Deontay Brown, a lot of those guys. Uh, this next man, he is an honorary member of the Four Horsemen of the C3 Apocalypse, taking over the podcasting world every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. CK, the voice that makes the voice. Tell them what you think about tomorrow, man. What are you feeling? Uh, is is it going to be the score? And mm. what are you looking at, man? What's going to be the position spot? The player? Tell me what you think, bro. Um. So I think that tomorrow we're going to see one drive from each Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that they result in either of them scoring a touchdown. Uh, again, and I think that has less to do with the quarterback, but more to do with the fact that they haven't allowed either of them to really develop chemistry with the team under this new offense. Um, and then I think uh, I think Matt Corral and PJ, I think PJ comes in and blows it out of the water. Um, and I think that we're going to be winning. Um, I think it's going to be 20 to 10 Panthers. Okay, 2010 Panthers. I like that. Again, there's no wrong answer to this, man. Like, there's so many parts of the team that we're excited about that we could be looking for for, you know, really a lot of clues on what's going to happen mm-hmm. this year. So, 
Yeah, that's great. JD, my man, my brother. You still out there in Hawaii, bro? Yeah, yeah, man. That this 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 is uh this is gonna be me for the next let's see, my son is my son is three, so this is gonna be me for the next fifteen years. Nice man. That's not a bad life right there. Yeah, man, living in <laughs> living in paradise. That's the, the, the sucky thing is is I'm much more of a snow person, so Oh man, how are you born? How are you born in South Carolina and, and you're a snow person? I, so, uh, growing up, like a lot of the stuff I watched on TV, like uh, a shit anime, the, the fucking X games and all this, I just like yeah. that was the shit I was drawn to. Like, I, I actually didn't even like football and until I was like 13, but yeah. uh, just growing up, like, my, my, my dad. Like he did a very good job of showing me that there was a world outside of South Carolina. So anytime yeah. it would get cold, like it's probably like four or five trips where we go up uh, north, like North Carolina, Tennessee. So it's like snow out there. I'm like, oh shit, this this is this this is dope. Like I can jump yeah. into this and not hurt myself. Um, <laughs> it's a not nice change of pace, you know. Yeah. So like I I just asked I asked him for um I was for like six or seven. I asked for a snowboard, and he's like, yeah, just don't do nothing stupid. And of course, you don't give a seven-year-old that's been watching the X Games anything and tell him not to go try to. Anyway, figured out how to how to stay on, like stay balanced on it. God, I, I can't even say decent. Like, I I cannot fall, but yeah, yeah. Well, cool, hey, man. JD, hey, if you ever dude, get look, sick I... of Hawaii, feel free to come up to Mass, and I'll go to Hawaii for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Um, but yeah, JD. So tell us what you think about. Uh, tomorrow, man, give us a score prediction and tell us what you're looking for, man. Is there a player you're looking to ball? Is there a position battle you're looking at? Are you know, are you waiting for uh, Matt Rule just to give another really dumb press conference? What are you looking for, bro? Yeah, so score prediction, I, I see it being something like 24-14, 24-10. Uh, Panthers come out on top for all it's worth. But uh, definitely going to be looking at the O-line. The, the configuration of the O-line and how well they're playing together. Outside of that and the whole quarterback, like which quarterback looks better, I'm going to be seeing I'm, – I'm going to be looking to see how uh, Brandon Smith looks out there. Like I'm assuming he's going to get a fair amount of play time. And, again, like the, the former linebacker, the high school – former high school linebacker that I used to be, I'm going to be paying attention because the dude has all the, the physical gifts – that a linebacker needs in order to be one of the best. And he he's I mean, he's come he's with the Carolina Panthers. Luke Keith, yeah. Thomas Davis, John Beats, and Sam. If he like I I just want to see him flying around getting to the ball like that that will have me excited for what his future looks like with us and what he could possibly become. Yeah, dude, that's a great one. I'm I, I really think Brandon Smith, uh, he has the physical potential and ability to be a, a, an all-pro kind of player. He just needs the right tutelage. He needs the right the right mindset helping him to learn the game. And you're right, man. All the Panther legends at linebackers that, that we have, man, uh, I mean, it, it goes back. He has a lot of guys to be able to fall back on. So I'm also hoping that he can work his way into a starter this year instead of us having to wait and see kind of what he ends up becoming in the future. You know, I want I want to see this man do some stuff. So that's a great pick right there. I love that. Um, 
Dexter, before we go to you, what time is it over there, man? Um, nearly 3 a.m. Man, dude, see, this is when I love it, when you come on the Friday free-for-all, man. That's that's real dedication, man. Someone that will stay up until mm. 3 to, just to hang oh, out man. with us, man. And, that's, and loyalty. Talk, man that's loyalty. That's loyalty, brother. You know guys, we love bro. it, man. We, we you're the it, only brothers. guys. You're the only guys. None of my friends. None of my friends are into this. So you're the guys that I come to every Tuesday. You know, well, on Wednesday for me, I listen to you. It's yeah. it, you guys are my friends when it comes to this <laughs> shit. So I really appreciate. Yeah, you're you're my you. friend, brother. You're our friend, dude. You're awesome. We couldn't thank you enough for having you on the show, man. Uh, tell us um what you're thinking tomorrow, man. Give us a score prediction. And what are you looking for? Is it a player? Is it a battle? What are you looking at, man? There's one person I'm waiting to see tomorrow. And like I said before, he's only going to have one opportunity. It's the first, the very first preseason game. And it's going to be Matt Corral. He's going to, like, I'm hoping that he's going to play the whole game. It's his opportunity yeah. to show himself. And I'm I'm going to go for a 21, maybe 24, 17 to the Panthers. I, I want three I want three touchdowns by Matt Corral. I'm I'm praying Matt, for it, man. Dude, me and you are on the same page, dude. I am so excited to see Matt Corral play. I want us to be excited. Like I'm already seeing clips exactly. of Trey Lance, Malik Willis, you know, Trevor Lawrence. I've seen a bunch of people that are looking real good. I want Matt Corral to get on that highlight reel, man. I He's our Dude, guy, imagine, and we've got to get behind him. Imagine him throwing a bomb to Robbie Anderson in the back left corner of the end zone. Dude, it would be perfect. Exactly. It would be absolutely mm. perfect. That's um, it, man. That's it. Yeah, man. So, I guess I'll give my prediction, man. I'm going to say uh, Carolina Panthers, and I'll say 23-17. to 17. Uh, I think we're going to win by. And I kind of think it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to kind of come down to the very end. Uh, and so I'll I tell you what, I'll give you number two, then number one. Number two is Deontay Brown, man. I want to see this guy look good. I want to see him look like a guy that we can depend on to be able to step up if an injury happens or, or whatever, you know, at guard, at center. I really do believe this young man is a really good football player and he just needs an opportunity to play to show that. So that's number one. Or no, that's number two. Number one is number nine, Matt Corral. I'm so pumped. Uh, I really do think this 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 young man is the future of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm hoping that we see something incredible for him tomorrow. Take care of the football. And, and, and don't be afraid to take some chances, man. I'm not going to freak out if it throws an interception or whatever. You know, it's, it's preseason. You're learning. Get out there. Get in rhythm. Show that arm talent. Show that zip. And put the world on notice, man. Show everyone that the Panthers have one of the brightest futures in the NFL, man. That's what I'm looking for. 1,000%. Yeah, man. Well, look. This has been another edition of the C3 Friday Free For All, man. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell. And I appreciate everyone for being on here, man. I'm going to let everybody say one more thing before we get off. I'm going to go into reverse order. Dexter, last thing. What would you like to say to the fans before we jump out? Oh, man. I've got nothing else 
to plug apart from you guys, man. Thank you for, you know, just giving us the content every week. I appreciate every single one of you, you know, from G-Baby to Nick to Panther Pickle. Like, you all provide me with the dose I need every week of this Panthers team. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's honest. I've got no words for it, man. Like, you just give I me what I need. I love to hear that, man. Dude, you saying that, that's the reason why I love doing this, man. All the fans and the friends that we've made, dude, it's incredible knowing that, uh, you know, we, we can we can be a part of people's every yeah. everyday life and help Panther fans all over the world. Literally all over the world, man. How do you not love that, dude? Dexter, you're the man. I appreciate you, brother. JD. Thanks, guys. Last thing for the show, man. What you got? Yeah, man. I, I was just... Uh... So like I said, I, me, typically one of the first things I check when I wake up in the morning is is any Panthers related news, hoping that it's good news, like some dope videos or something that dropped out. National media, as it typically does, they're overlooking the Panthers. We're the 32nd best team or 32nd worst team, however they want to word it. It is what it is. As a Panthers fan, we know what it's like to be overlooked, uh, to to be ignored and all those things. But a thought uh, a thought occurred to me as I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff and reading everything. One of the worst things for any person to feel is when you're somewhere you probably shouldn't be and you think you're by yourself only to realize that something, there is something stalking you, something is near you. That's going to be the Panthers for a lot of teams this year. You're walking through the woods, you're walking through the jungles, you're thinking you're cool, it's, it's a nice, good day. And in the shadows, you notice a pair of blue eyes staring at you. And you know you're fucked. You can't run, you can't scream, you can't yell, you ain't going nowhere. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, dude. JD, you're awesome, bro. You bring it every single time. Love having you on the podcast, man. Uh, yeah, man, for sure. My brother from another mother, CK. It was so good seeing you this weekend, dude. We need yeah, to man. do it more often, dude. Uh, yeah, so much incredible. more often, man. Yeah, for I sure. It was great. That. Yeah, great, great meeting your wife and kid. It was it, it was awesome, man. Just a great time. Uh yeah, what would you like to uh to say before we jump out of here, man? Um you know, I'm uh I'm just happy. That the, fan, the the I guess the season is starting up again. I'm happy to be here with you boys. I'm happy that you know I had an opportunity to hang out with you guys. Um, you know Greg and Cody and uh, and Kevin. And uh, you know next year I think we need to get a little more organized. We're going to try to make it uh, a C3 uh, whole thing. But yeah. uh, at that you know we're going to be seeing you guys. I'm assuming tomorrow night um, after the show if you guys are uh, uh, around, hang out for the post game. But uh, there's really only one thing after that thing that I want to say, and that's uh, keep pounding, man. Keep pounding. I mean, what else is there to say, you know? I know. Keep pounding. That's that's the only thing anybody really needs to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panther Pickle is doing his own YouTube now, and when he goes on other shows, he's presented as C3 Panther Pickle, and I like that. Panther <laughs> Pickle, what's your last, uh, what's your last, uh, um. last little bit for the show? I think we're going to have a good season. But yeah. can you imagine the reaction if we enter the draft next year with the, say, a top 10 pick and we act uh, certain people's reactions and we don't draft quarterbacks? 
Can you imagine going off the chain? Can you imagine you're following Friday Free For All when that happens and G-Baby going to go ballistic? Oh, dude, G-Baby G <laughs> might – his head might literally explode like yeah. a volcano if yes. we pass on like a C.J. Stroud or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that would uh, be – that is, is you know, and yep. you gotta love G Baby. So, yep. um, you know what though? I remember before I remember fo Panther football before we had keep pounding. I'd rather have the keep pounding part. So keep pounding and That's go it? Panthers. Keep pounding, go Panthers. It's as simple as that, and it doesn't need to be any more complicated. Nope. How about that? Next up, this man. He's up in Massachusetts, kicking a whole lot of ass all the time. Nick Montero, give us your last bit for the show, bro. Dude, I know we're all looking forward to uh, this weekend, but I'm looking forward to next week. Okay. Got the Panthers and the Pats joint practice up here. I'm planning on going on the second day. Nice. And then I got tickets to go see them play that Friday. So... Next Friday, I'll probably be checking in from inside Gillette. So, hell yeah, take some video and we'll be sure and play it on the show, man. Oh, I definitely will. Definitely. Hell do. yeah. Hey, man, we got we got some C three eyes on the ground up in enemy territory. I like that. We're on some real some real spike some war games reconnaissance type shit. I like that. I like that you know next it. level stuff. Well, I'll try to ask any questions I can, too. Dude, 100%. Well, man, that has been another edition of the C3 Friday Free-For-All, the show for the fans, by the fans. My name is Cody Lashley. Listen, I appreciate everybody that came up to me yesterday and said hello, uh, took a picture with me. You know, dude, makes me feel incredible. I know it makes CK and Greg feel incredible and Tony as well. We're growing this podcast, and we have so many cool things in store for y'all this year. CK knows what I'm talking about, man. We have so many cool only things. Fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so much OnlyFans content. Dude. I'll pay for it, man. Yeah, for sure, dude. You're a real fan, man. But uh, listen, keep it tuned to the C3 Panthers podcast. We're going to be doing a ton of cool stuff this year. <laughs> My name is Cody Lashley. Until tomorrow, when we'll be doing a post-game show for the first time in forever, you already know what it is, baby. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding.